Hey everyone, it's Cameron Strang from The Relevant Podcast. Last week, I introed the show this unusual way because after we recorded, the national dialogue dramatically changed after the news uh, came out of Ferguson, Missouri. This week, it happened again. After we recorded, and while we do address our thoughts about Ferguson, you know, a week, week and a half after the fact, um, we did not address the news out of New York regarding Eric Garner's death. That news again, dramatically changed the tone of discourse in this country. And it, it's a, honestly a glaring omission on the show. We recorded the show earlier in the week. Um, and while we weren't able to address it on this episode, it is something that we are absolutely committed to covering at Relevant, whether it be on the website, in the magazine, or even here on the podcast, talking about issues that are right and true and just. Things that we need to stand up for are things we will always be talking about so I just want to give you a little bit of context of why that very important conversation doesn't appear on this week's episode. Otherwise, it's a, a really fun show, and we hope you enjoy it. From the creators of Relevant Magazine, it's the Relevant Podcast. So It's a week of Friday, December 5th, 2014, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Stamps.com. With the holidays almost here, you don't have time to go to the post office, people. Uh, traffic, parking, it'll be packed with everyone mailing holiday gifts and packages. So do what we do. Use Stamps.com instead. With Stamps.com, you can avoid all the hassle of going to the post office during the busy holiday season. Everything you do there, you can do right from your desk. You can buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and printer. You can print postage for any letter or package the instant you need it. And then the mailman just picks it up. It's easy and convenient. And right now, you get a special offer when you use the promo code RELEVANT. You get a no-risk trial, plus a $110 bonus offer, including a free digital scale and up to $55 of free postage. When you go to stamps.com, before you do anything else, just click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in RELEVANT. That's stamps.com. Enter RELEVANT. Well, I'm Cameron Strang. Here with me in our Orlando studios, Eddie Big Cat Koffeltz. Cameron, nice to see you, man. Over there on the uh, ones and twos, our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. Um, all the way from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And joining us <laughs> wow. from Portland, Oregon, Joy Eggert. Bonjour. Wow, coming in hot today, aren't you? Here we yep. go. Did you guys see on, on Twitter this week, Jesse, that people who have been listening to the show for months and years only this week realize that you do not live in a town literally named Loverland. It took me six months. On the, on the show at one point, I was like, hey, you guys, where is Loverland? And you're like, we made it up. It's he, like, li- he lives in Virginia Beach. Yeah, it's in Virginia Beach, but considering Virginia is for lovers, in fact, it makes the whole state Loverland. A land for lovers, land for if lovers. you will. It, it, the, 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 our borders encapsulate a land solely dedicated for lovers. Which is why you had to move there. Yeah, which is obviously the reason that I decided to live my life here. 
Right. But, but I was like, no, I'm, I'm kind of a lover, and uh, I don't really feel welcome there yeah. in Florida. <laughs> I, can, I can't do lover town or just lover block. I need to be in a land of love, <laughs> and so I will move. Ensconced. Fellow lovers. You <laughs> need to ensconce yourself <laughs> with lo- a land of love. From my understanding, that's how this works. So yeah. How's it been? I, you know, some people, a couple, a, a a while kid. Said, you know, that's just a marketing slogan. <laughs> Yeah. They, that cannot be right. That cannot be right. <laughs> that, this is, it's a legal declaration. Yeah. what it is. I just picture you walking into all of your local shops, just hugging people, kissing people on the cheek. That seems Hello. like you. I don't pay for anything. I've just been going into shops, hugging the shop owner, and then walking out with things, and nothing bad has happened to me to this point. And I've been here for nearly a decade. He pays for things with handmade coupons for hugs. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> it's like a snuggle bartering system. <laughs> you know, you know the weird thing is, no one has redeemed one yet. No. <laughs> and I put an open ended expiration date. They so just I'm waiting. He just gives you the item that you're trying to buy. Just leave my store. Take it and go. No, yeah, here. I don't want your coupon. <laughs> yeah, take the gallon of milk. We'll get that half hour of snuggle time in later. But totally, well, now, thank you. Well, now I actually write checks but it just has different displays of affection in the in the expense line right here's me twisting your hair with the tips of my fingers here's me and i determine what it is based on the value of the item that i'm walking out with right 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 because if it's only like maybe a dozen eggs well that's just that's just maybe like a nice side hug but you know if it's like a something really nice well that's well, a good for a whole that's shopping a good card. That that's me whispering sweet nothings into your ear. Right. Hey, that's a good sesh. <laughs> Jesse, do you do you like dot your eyes with a little heart? Oh, of course. Clearly. Everybody. I does mean, that. any any punctuation that is a dot is a heart. Now. Right. I mean, that's that's a that's a legal thing. That's how they, that's how they teach good. it in the Loverland Elementary schools. That's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, well that's, that's where Jesse lives. That's not, that's not how I planned on starting the show today. <laughs> I feel like we were remarkably restrained through the stamps.com and then all of a sudden it just got <laughs> everything broke loose. Yeah, it was like, okay, we've had enough. Let's be weird. <laughs> well, speaking of weird, we have a great show uh, coming up today, actually. Coming up later, it's not weird at all. Because of the season, it's now the season of Advent, we yeah. have pastor and passion conference guru, Louis Giglio, joining us. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No, oh, you should feel ashamed. Wrong one. <laughs> so Louis, Louis coming up Love later. Show. He's so funny. Yeah, he's so, that show, I'll tell you this, he's edgy. Yeah. I was surprised when I found out the fashion guy yeah. was so edgy with his FX show. But uh, if you cut through the layers of vulgarity, he's got some real profound things to say. Yep. Guys. Well, and it's good that he wrote a book about Advent. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So Louis Giglio is coming up later. That'll be a lot of fun. Oh, that's but cool. hey, we are full on in the Christmas swing. We we it's are happening. now post Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Get rid of that. I mean that. I mean whatever. We sit around awkwardly with family. Yeah, and so make small talk, and thankfully we can all watch TV quietly together. You know, afterwards, <laughs> pretending <laughs> that each other aren't in the room. How yeah. was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> I guess we're. That's great. Yeah. Got to spend time with family. Yeah, so got to watch TV together. Just sitting around <laughs> quietly no, and awkwardly. Fun. It was fun. I love this but, commercial. But the fun part, the, the fun part, is commercial. coming up now. It's Advent. And, it's Christmas, and yeah. there there are some weird things though about Christmas. I'm not fully understanding. I like, thought maybe you could help me. Or like baby Jesus, right. the wise men. No, no, all those things I get. Oh, I what I don't understand are a couple of things like the, the what is this elf on a shelf thing? Do you know? We don't. I think it's. I yeah, think it's something it. that a lot of kids are going to have to go to therapy for in like right? twenty years. Is it as creepy as I think it is? 
Yeah, it's, it's like clowns it, that scare kids that into doing the you. right thing or something. Isn't it the the parent buys this toy right. and puts it around the house or whatever, and it watches the child, and if you misbehave, it's going to rat on you to Santa. Right. That's what yeah, I've heard. That's, that's messed up. The way that I've been taught to discipline children is through <laughs> ghosts. So this isn't that far off from what I've been taught. Ghost yeah. the movie. Is that also how you learn pottery? Jesse's parents were like... <laughs> Great, and Aunt Sheldy's gonna be watching you. <laughs> they had a very sophisticated hologram set up in my home that that was uh, activated anytime I misbehave, which was pretty funny. I yeah. was terrified to do anything wrong ever again. And we're a home of you know believers, so we've taught our kids to start praying to the elf, and so <laughs> that's been a really nice addition. Because a lot it, of shame based parenting through the elf. Yeah, because we don't live in a monotheistic home. We just okay. do many gods. So, <laughs> so elf on the shelf has fit in nicely into our scheme. Yeah, we we didn't want to confuse the kids about you know the true meaning of Christmas and, and, no, no, and how no. Advent works. So we just have them go ahead and, and pray right to the elf and bring oh. him to church with us. Yeah, and to the Christmas tree, and to the stockings. He's in the manger. Right. There's a whole little lot of them in the manger. Just a bunch of little elves and little Jesuses. It's a nice It's a nice time of year. We just don't want to cause confusion. We want to keep Jesus integrated into this whole thing. <laughs> but I am, I am conscious right now of kind of creating traditions with Cohen. You know, like he's five now. This right. is So five is like you're a thinking kid. Mm-hmm. You know, you like, he's, so, he's not like the little toddler and just everything shiny. And so, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like he's, so I'm, I'm conscious of like, what are the things we're going to just do and talk about, focus on? We do have an advent calendar. Yes. We did that last year. He was really excited about doing it again. He remembered it. Mm-hmm. Counts down to Christmas and all that kind of stuff. Uh, thinking, you know, taking him giving. We're going to go do some, you know, charity work and kind of we went and do some stuff at the Salvation Army. Why and- did you, hold on. You said charity work and Jesse snickered. I know. Jesse. No, I'm still laughing at the praying to the elf thing. No, yeah. So, so you know, I'm just saying, like, I'm okay. thinking about this stuff that we're trying to create. I'm trying to create good memories and a good pattern. So right. we got a piano given to us recently. And so oh, I, really? I went and got, uh, I haven't played the piano forever. I used Neat. to play when I was younger. So I went and bought, it came two nights ago, I got uh, a music, oh. sheet music for Christmas songs. Oh. Because Cohen's, Cohen's really musical. He's singing Jingle Bells all the time and stuff like that. So we sat down last night. I was like, you know, we're playing. Oh, that was terrible. Nice. But yeah. he, it, was, it was like, okay, we're going like, to do songs. But oh, I came across sweet. a song in the book yeah. that I don't understand at all. Oh. oh. I'll explain it to you. It's called <laughs> The Christmas Shoes. Oh, the worst. Mm. Oh, it's do so you know this song? Wait, are you talking about like, the new yes. song, new song, yeah. yes. Wait, that was in I like she. We had well, this because, conversation a few years ago. Because, well, because I have. Well, I don't think worst. I was on it. I am telling you, just I was reading the lyrics. Oh, it's a horrible. Because it's one of these books of like three hundred Christmas songs. So it's like you know, just flipping through it. Mm-hmm. It's How did about, that one make it? I don't know. That's crazy. It's fourteen years old. I looked it up. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's a classic. Oh. You may not like it, but it's a classic. I, if people don't know what we're talking about, I loaded up. Here's a little bit of the the song called oh, "The Christmas Shoes." Lean back. Mm. And we'll, we'll edit it to the part that's just No, uh, we're not No, we oh, won't we edit it at all it? Oh, do you want us to do an intro? What up, girl? <laughs> hey, I haven't baby. seen you in a you long got time shoes on? I got my Christmas shoes on too Let's do this <laughs> Take those Christmas shoes off, girl <laughs> There I stood in another line Trying to buy that last gift or two not really in the Christmas mood. Okay, well that's fine. Standing right in front of me. It's already not fine. I didn't see this morning going this way. Whatever that piano. It's Cameron. It's me. Kawasaki. This is my rendering. He's playing a Casio keyboard 14 years yeah. ago. It's really nice. 
Shoes. There's shoes. A song yeah. about they shoes. They don't accept my, my checks for hugs. <laughs> oh, is that you, Eddie? That was my riff. Pentatonic scale, Taylor guitar. <laughs> what I heard him say. Okay, here, here we go. Here we go. Sure, I wanna buy these shoes. Okay. God for my mama, oh, mom okay. needs shoes. Okay. It's Christmas Eve, and these shoes are just her size. Okay. What? It's kind of creepy, but what whatever. Could you hurry, sir? Daddy says there's not much time. Is she dying? Daddy? Well, see, yeah. She's been sick for quite a while And I know these shoes will make her smile And I want her to look beautiful If mama meets Jesus <laughs> no! No! Oh my god no! Nope, nope, nope So nope. you're sitting there at the piano nope. with Cohen And you're like, well, sometimes there's this ravaging thing called cancer <laughs> uh, There's actually all kinds of terminal illnesses And oh. Oh. <laughs> we're all fine but. So- it's you the weirdest thing. thing. Is, the only reason why I scanned it visually, because I remember, I remember Jesse vaguely years ago. We did yeah. talk about this, sh- and I had never heard it at that point. And I played it as a as a closing song, and everyone yeah. was upset. And so year. then, and then I like, <laughs> so I'm reading awful. it. Like, why? What does shoes have to do with Christmas? So mm-hmm. I'm reading the lyrics, and it's about his de- dying mom. He wants to buy her pretty shoes for when she meets Jesus. And theologically, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> like it's a child. Yeah, but I mean, Daddy says. I feel like you bring me the shoes quickly if we're having because an honest Daddy says she doesn't have much. Well, like I, I want to say that the guy who wrote that was like, all right, let's find the most emotionally exploitive <laughs> angle possible on a Christmas. Song. Well, you know what it was? It was yeah. two years after Butterfly Kisses. Bob mm, Carlo came out. Can you, do you really see the connectedness? No, 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 it's no, not no. It's not Bob. Bob. No, I'm just saying, like, exact same song. No, it's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like they listen to Butterfly Kisses and said, "Let's do a Christmas song." Yeah, Joy. Well, they, they're they're laughing all the way to the bank, by the way. But here's here's what's weird to me. It's like, okay, so it's one thing to like lay down this track and try to do something emotional. It's another thing to be like, you know what? Let's print this in a piano playbook because the whole family's going to want to gather around the piano and sing <laughs> yeah. it together. Like, yeah. go caroling with yeah. this song. We just finished Jingle Bells and what are we into yeah. now? Next oh, up? Mommy Has Cancer. You, you know, all I'm thinking the whole time is it's too bad that kid who can't afford the Christmas shoes doesn't live in Virginia because a peck on the cheek legal tender and not like that's more than enough for a pair of death shoes for your mother. Death shoes. Death shoes. <laughs> Jesse Carey, Death Shoes. Oh, that's i You got yourself a deal, son. <laughs> Merry Christmas to all. To all. <laughs> now go put these on Sorry your mom's feet. Your mom. yeah. Sorry about your mom. Oh man, that's bad. Plus, what he doesn't talk about in the song is that his mom is actually really critical and probably didn't even like the shoes. <laughs> yeah. She's like, seriously, this is the last gift I'll get in my life, and you, you got me these. Well, and then it's like, yeah. you know, I'm on death's bed. I, yeah, thank you for going and standing in line and buying something I don't even want, yeah. rather than spending time with me. Right. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to have one more conversation with you about like what it means to be a man <laughs> and the kind of woman I want you to marry. <laughs> you stand in line at Macy's and get me some sparkly That's red shoes. Selfish little and kid. And the thing is, too, like the whole thing that underscores it is. Like she gets to heaven and Jesus is like, "Well done, my good and faithful servant." Hey, nice kicks. (laughs) Seriously, great. (laughs) Where'd you get those, your son? He's got kids. The kids got to taste. So here's what I I mean. Here's what I'm coming down to. So we should (laughs) we should probably not have 
allow any new Christmas traditions that are created past 1990. No, no, no. We we don't. We have. We were given an elf on the shelf, and for two years it has stayed in the box in the shelf uh, because we well, just can't. We're like receiving prayer. I'll be like. <laughs> We're right, praying to it, <laughs> giving it, giving it sacrifices. <laughs> we offer up different goats and lambs and whatnot, and you know, blood sacrifices and doves. He has a little altar in the corner. Nothing weird. We do our <laughs> nightly reading. We do our nightly reading of Levitical law, and then we get very, very serious about how to atone for our sins. So, and, and then we commit the acts of violence it tells us to. <laughs> <laughs> right in our dreams right that's how this works right am right. i right this is exactly how it works you in the dreams and tells you to do evil things for his bidding yes i read yeah. that on the box i'm pretty sure that's exactly right but this thing it's really weird that you bring it up it's become like a huge industry I it's know. not I, wanna, what, I, I don't know anything about it and i would go to target to pick up some candy canes and there's like an entire right. row right. of Elf on the Shelf stuff. So here's my question, though. So if there's a lot of kids who believe in Elf on the Shelf, but then there's someone like Cohen who doesn't have it or Eddie's kids, like, is it the kind of thing where you're, like, on the playground and, like, your kids are spoiling the other kids and being like, that's not real? Or do they feel left out or what? I, he, as far as I know, he's unaware that it exists. I mean, it's... Yeah. I, yeah. Eve, Eve's little friends aren't talking about that, but, like, it's a thing. Like, elementary school kids... Like you'll start seeing on Instagram, all your friends are like, paint, like posting pictures of this elf trashing their house and being like, "Oh, he's, he's mischievous a- at night, right?" And he's mischievous. Yeah. No, I got one. For, I got a text of Elf on the Shelf this morning from a girlfriend. Yeah, and it'll only intensify. We're not. I don't think we're jumping on that tradition. There's just a lot of traditions. I like the accidental traditions, like the stuff that like, like the girls and I put up the lights together every year, and it's just, like, turned into this little fun thing that they're, we're hanging out outside. It's not, like, a big deal, but it's, like, way more special than if I had to hide an elf around and yeah. pray to it, you know? Yeah, I had Cohen, like, decorate... Like, you had to buy a lot of lambs. Last year, he Man. did it, and this year, we did it again. Like, he got to pick out decorations, mm-hmm. and he helped put everything together and hey, hang the lights. Hey, I know. was at your house this week. It is immaculate. <laughs> You thought I was goofing on you, and I really was not. Your house is beautifully decorated and appointed. Oh, thanks. You did a really nice job. Well, I, I told Eddie this is It was is all the, Cohen. Well, uh, <laughs> actually, it largely was, but I told Eddie this Chairman is, sits on the couch and directs. Well, number one, I don't want him to... I, I want it to feel like Christmas. I want right. there to be a feeling in our home. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's number one. And number so two... Go, so don't go outside. I know... Yeah, right. I <laughs> yeah. know yeah. full well that next week... Sean Anikwis is going to be in my house. Oh, oh yeah. And so, like, I can't cut any corners this year. Mm-mm. You know, I got to, like, I got to bring it or else she's going to be disappointed in me. You know what's funny? It is, seems like her. She's, she's like our real life elf on the show. Right. She's got the, she's got probably the <laughs> She'll best. She'll trash her home. It's just not nice. <laughs> what's uh, funny? Comes yeah. in with a bat swinging. <laughs> I would say that the person with the most ability, like, she has the highest ability to cook and decorate and host, but the least amount of judgment of all of us yeah. for doing it terribly. Yeah. But I think that's why you step up your game for Shauna. Yeah, you do. Just like, I mean, I'm not, I, yeah. I mean, I don't want to, sir. So I didn't mean to hurt everyone's feelings, but yeah. we can all agree that we're more judgmental than Shauna. Oh, right? yeah. Well, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but by the way, I'm really excited for the relevant Christmas spectacular. Next, yeah, everybody's, yeah. I, this is have, this is something we've circled on our calendar because this is the only time all year that 
all of us on the podcast and Shauna will be in, and yeah. Tyler will be I in the same room together. You haven't met, never met Joy and Shauna. I was in figuring this out the other night. Like right. I know everybody, you know everybody. I know everyone. I've never met Joy in person though. That's right because she met up with us in Chicago. Chicago and you didn't and come this here. year, and I feel like I haven't met Jesse because we hung out at the Christmas party last year, but it did not make much of an impression. It was <laughs> on you, on me. I was not. I didn't even remember it until someone. Well, he told didn't me. even bring you fancy shoes. So I know. What are you gonna do? I know. I don't even have anything terminal, but it would have been nice to still get a pair of shoes from you, homie. Or a peck on the cheek. I mean, it's yeah, like... I'll just give you some, some hug coupons, see if we can uh, truck up a deal for something. I'll redeem that hug but coupon. But I realized, talking about this, like we, you know, everybody's met some of the cast. Uh, uh, Jesse, you've met everyone. I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jesse and Tyler have met everyone. Mm-hmm. You have met no one. No one. I have met you well, guys But you should Jesse. say face-to-face, obviously. Right, we, right, right. We talk, we talk all day. the time, right. All the, t- all the time. <laughs> like, yeah, just we always are talking. It's just a part of our home. Yeah, so so next week is going to be fun. Everybody will be here for two or three days, uh, and, and we have a lot of stuff planned. But there's a few gaps in the schedule, and I th- I was, I, I've been putting thought to, what should we do? Holy Land. What? Holy Land experience. That's what I want to go to. <laughs> Bingo. I told, her, I told her last night, I said, no. I mean, yeah. like, straight up, sorry. <laughs> My heart, we've talked about this. I can't, I I can't in good conscience go to that thing. Unless you're time. wearing Christmas shoes. If you wear the what Christmas if, but what shoes. But mm-hmm. what if we didn't, what if we snuck in? Like, nope. we didn't support them financially, but we just found a way to sneak in and make it an adventure. But well, look, I'm, I like not, that. I'm not supporting or saying anything about their theology, but I will say this. Having lived in Orlando, best turkey legs in town. <laughs> they are ginormous. Yeah. <laughs> you just walk around holding a hunk of a turkey leg, just mm-hmm. gnawing on it like a caveman. And a New Testament, in the other hand. You look yeah. Like Fred Flintstone, <laughs> really. <laughs> well, well, Cameron, I I knew that uh, uh, we would have some time together, so I actually put ta- I, I actually made some notes of a couple ideas, not a whole lot, okay, but just some things that we could all do. <laughs> uh, I hope this isn't a problem with anyone, but I went ahead and booked us all some uh, Christmas massages. Okay, nice. Right. Sounds nice. In Loverland, that's uh, it's a stressful north. time of year. Sure. And uh, I've already made a sizable deposit. Uh, they didn't even ask for a deposit, but I went ahead and made one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your currency? Oh, yeah. It's for massages for them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've given the masseuses coupons it's, for affectionate, affectionate massages because that's how we do things in this in God's country. It's the charity work that we're all going to do this year is uh, massage the masseuses. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Charity work. What a dumb idea. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I took code to Salvation Army and we did some charity work, which was we called some masseuses over the house and gave them massages. Yeah, massages for the homeless. Uh, so Cameron, there I have a group of about twelve masseuses coming over to the home to just work, just relax us all day. Man, I like it. Traditional Christmas massages. Also, Tradition. I thought we could <laughs> all dressed like Santa. Right. He went to the mall. He rallied some Santas. Asked if they would give us a massage. Just please stop me. But we have we talked about whether you'd have a man, rather have a man or a woman. Yes. Massage? Okay. Yeah, we have. I still I, 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 I tapped woman out every the, time. I, I'm, I've only had been massaged for about a minute and a half, and oh, I yeah. tapped out. So thanks. Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you: If you're getting a mall <laughs> massage, like right out in the open at the yeah. massage kiosk, okay? Right. I never. I would never do that. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> you'd be more or less comfortable if the masseuse is dressed like Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be more comfortable. I want to not know the person. 
Like, you know what I mean? Do you have the situation where you know your massage? No, but I would rather Susan's? just be like, oh, it's Santa or the Mickey Mouse, right? You want them to wear a mask? so creeped out if Santa... You don't want them to have a name tag that just says Rick. What if you What if you sat on Santa's lap and he just started giving you a neck rub? No, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> if you're a lover it's like a character. It's not Rick. I. It's like I just want the massage, but I don't want any possibility of any connection with the person. But but that, don't you so have to have... I talk to my massage therapist the entire time right but don't you like become friends with them and then uh, yeah we go out for coffee oh but that person is just like my body right (laughs) that person's like really touched your body rick is awesome oh Rick! i I did put in the note to the masseuses that i hired expect all types of requests so So, cameron that's gonna be most of the afternoon like i said this is a large deposit (laughs) um the other thing (laughs) classic a lot of hugs the the other thing i was thinking that we could do is uh we're gonna need to figure out a way to entice some robbers to burglarize your home late at night Mm -hmm. because i would like to rig your house with booby traps and and simulate an actual home alone experience yeah there's no question that would be so fun no question paint cans everything we need paint cans hot irons blow torches the whole deal yeah well, I mean, my house is a hotbed of activity, so mm-hmm. we can absolutely... Uh, oh, yeah. You do have... <laughs> we have stuff going on all around you us. You have the nicest neighborhood, the calmest little house, and you've had the craziest stuff happen there. Yeah, but it's mainly the teenagers. Yeah, the kids. Well, you know, I got a, I got one of those, like, massive water balloon launchers that's like a three-person one that mm-hmm. they do at, like, uh, T-shirts at the basketball games, yeah. you know? Yes. And, I, and I and two friends have gone into my backyard and just started mm-hmm. lobbing in the cloak of darkness at, like, 2 a.m., water balloons into the park across the street to make the the teenagers disperse that's, that's <laughs> they don't know where it's coming from it's yeah. just they're sitting there making out right chit-chatting all loud and stuff in the middle right. of the night and all of a sudden you're getting pummeled in the darkness yeah. by water balloons amazing it worked in my head your two friends are bob goff and tim keller three of you guys <laughs> just high-fiving each other and trying to like laugh under your breath oh my gosh i got them teach those chit-chatty <laughs> adolescents to sit calmly in a park they don't Hey, they ain't sitting calmly, you know what I'm saying? No. I don't know if they're sitting. They might be reclining, you know? <laughs> Classic Rick. Here's another thing that I've been wanting to do. I know Rick prefers me. to be paid in hugs. Thank you very much. Oh, Rick. <laughs> how old's Rick? Yeah. 42. Ooh. Oh, she knows exactly how old he is. Yeah, you guys are tight. You're really not hopping on this bandwagon, are you, Joy? You're just waiting for it to pass? Is that what's happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> not going to go down the Rick trail with me. Jesse, I'm sorry yeah. I interrupted. Oh, no, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> this one's not totally stupid at all. Uh, when I used to live in Orlando... Shh, everybody be quiet. Jesse? When I used to live in Orlando, I realized there were a lot of murder mystery theaters... Always say it like that. Cameron, have you been to one of these? Because I have an idea how to spice this action up. I actually, I have never done any of those dinner theater interactive things. The worst. Oh, here's why. (laughs) The the thing I'm more terrified than anything is getting called out of a crowd and like put on the spot. The last thing I would want to do is spend an evening where I could be put on the spot the entire time. Can someone make a note of that and make sure that we pull Cameron out and put him on the spot multiple times over the There's a ride at Disney that Cohen enjoys called the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Factory, and the whole thing is that it's an interactive comedy show and they'll put you on camera on the big screen and shine a spotlight on you and make you do stuff on mic. I am stressed out the entire time, <laughs> like hiding stuff. in the shadows. I can't stand it. I hate that stuff. That's yeah, worst. but like I have an idea. Like I figured, if the dinner theater experience is not going well and we're all there, we can spice it up a little. Okay, I will either a 
confess to the murder halfway through <laughs> just to see how the actors kind of react on their feet or I will stage a murder of Eddie like, <laughs> right in the middle of the performance and I just have to just lay there for the rest of the party <laughs> yeah you're gonna yeah, oh sorry Eddie yeah you're gonna have to lay there for about an hour and a half like, Jesse are we close to done nope keep <laughs> laying there we're all just gonna enjoy our hors d'oeuvres now I, I'm gonna yell out twist ending and then I, you know, act like I'm murdering you right hey, in the middle hey, of dinner. Yeah. What if we, at the at the relevant di- Christmas dinner party, turned it Damn, into a mystery, mystery dinner theater, but nobody knows that it's going to happen except for us? Like, right. Like, but I want it to go really realistic. Like, I want Jesse to hop in, and there's just like a crossbow through my, you know, chest. I'm on the floor. People are hey, we're freaking all dressed out. Up. Yeah. We all you're Let's still do Hunger Game themes, murder mystery. Ooh, mocking Jay. I get it. Like, we're eating dinner, hunger. Oh, I get double oh. meaning jokes. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, Joy. And, and what the great part is, is like nobody on staff <laughs> knows Joy or Shauna, so like yeah. they could play some sort of surprise role. And they wouldn't even know that it's Shauna. And she's the one. And oh, we'll see yeah. who on the staff listens to the podcast. Because yeah. <laughs> like two people on the staff will be like, oh, we know it's happening. And everybody else is legitimately like, scared. And we're like, <laughs> all right. And would it kill you to do an hour and a half of your life to listen to your boss? <laughs> They're like, we do all day, every day. The last thing we want to do for entertainment. <laughs> right. He's listening to more of my office. And, you, know, you just point to everyone who acts surprised. You go, you, 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 and you. Please leave. Please leave. Peace. And, and then and you look at Rick and you point to them and shake your head no. No massages. <laughs> no, no Christmas thing. You put a deposit down and you say, Rick, they're not getting one this year. Yeah. And Rick is really disappointed. <laughs> Rick has Because he was have, ready to work the entire room. Have massage, will travel. <laughs> yeah. It's who Rick is. Yeah. And then we're saying, no, half the room, you can't massage. No, he no. feels, I mean, that hurts his feelings. Right. Because he, He's just frozen because he currently has his hands on the shoulders of one of the non-podcast <laughs> listeners and he doesn't know what to do. He's like, I just, I know that there are knots up and down their spine and <laughs> I... have <laughs> never quit mid-massage. I just started to warm them up. Yeah. They just got outed for not listening to the podcast I can tell they're more stressed out. They need me now more than ever. They smell like <laughs> lavender. I don't know how to stop it. So, so, so we, so we could go to the mystery dinner theater the night before, get tips, and then Absolutely. apply the what we learn yeah. to to the staff. Dinner. And then, then we stage the burglary, yeah. <laughs> or, or should I say, entice a burglary at your home? Again, I'm not sure the details of how that will work, but we I know. think it could be pretty fun. We got a week. We'll figure it out. <laughs> and, and the last thing, I was perusing some some weird Florida websites. Did you know that in Jupiter, Florida, there is a there is a place called the Burt Reynolds and Friends Museum? No, uh, no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> I watched a five-minute-long YouTube video about this place. Evidently, it's it's the birthplace of Burt Reynolds. You walk through, learn all kinds of facts about him, then you sit in these big white leather chairs and debrief for a while. It could be a good bonding experience. <laughs> I've already put a sizable deposit down for <laughs> reserving the Burt Reynolds and Friends Museum for two days. Dude, we I really, figured we we're gonna want to go back. We kind of should. Is he still there. alive? Wow. Yeah, too soon. Yeah, yeah. no one's bought him Christmas shoes yet. He is doing just <laughs> fine. <laughs> you know, I just feel like a lot of the people we bring up sometimes have died. So is that going to be the thing now? If somebody's like kind of getting ill, we're going to be like, well, they just got their Christmas shoes. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> He's fine. He doesn't have any Christmas shoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gonna bring yeah. my Christmas. That voice is the worst. <laughs> you sound like the guy from The Voice who sounds like Nickelback. <laughs> oh, have you watched it this no. season at all? Is it, well, it must be terrible. He's very famous. He, like, he's like the crowd favorite, and he sounds uh-huh. exactly like the Nickelback guy. Mr. Avril Lavigne.
No, they got divorced, I think. Oh, yeah, really? Chad Kroger. He he oh. has his Christmas shoes. Aww. Maritally. Really? Oh. His marital. <laughs> he, has his, he has his marital Christmas shoes on. <laughs> she just she just handed him a pair of shoes and says, you know what this means. <laughs> well, and he was relieved because he thought at first she got a prognosis back. And she's like, no, no, I'm not dying. We're just getting divorced. I'm just dead to you. Oh, okay. That's. I mean, that's still a bummer, but you know. She he gives her the Christmas shoes. Our dog is taking a turn for the worse, I'm afraid. Four, that's why there's four Christmas <laughs> shoes. Four. No! <laughs> hey, Joy Egg, what's, uh, what's Rick's uh, marital Christmas shoe status? <laughs> Just to be clear, my massage therapist's name is Alexandra. Oh. Oh, oh. It's a woman? Yeah. Oh, this whole time I really thought it was Rick. Oh, man, I had the no. whole picture figured out. He, I had yeah. him. He was like a lumberjacky type because he's all in Portland. Oh, yeah. But real sensitive. Flannel, but a trimmed beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah, he just massages me in a flannel. <laughs> <laughs> but you're in a flannel, too. Right. He just he massages with one hand while he holds an axe in the other. Yeah. It's right, 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 right. right. We're <laughs> drinking coffee and listening to the Decemberists. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> good one. Chad, that was really fast. Well, Cameron, I think we got a pretty nice little weekend yeah. plan. Yeah, that's going to be good stuff. <laughs> yeah. We won't have any time to record any podcasts, take photos. Or, or talk do, to each other. Or, yeah, really, but, you know. Yeah, I heard about this. You know taking photos is my number one least favorite thing in the world. But so, the public wants to know they do what not. you look like. No, they don't. They but, do. So, I have to take a, so we have to take a picture. We're taking individual and group photos God. of the podcast people because you're never here. They are never here. I know. For the for the Christmas party dinner thing, is that fancy? Like, do we get to dress up? It's yeah, well, but it's like a costume thing. So you are usually we this year the whole theme is Little Orphan <laughs> Annie, and so that's why usually the theme is it's Christmas. Let's go. Let's do the same old thing. Let's so, do Orphan Annie. So again. yeah, be Little Orphan Annie or yeah. We, we usually do a film franchise is being reboot around right. the same time as a Christmas party. Right. So this year we're going with Annie. Yeah. Um, so if you wouldn't mind, that's what we'll end up doing this yeah. year. Yeah. So just come in costume. I mean, we we don't do a staff Halloween party. Nope. So we try to fuse Save our it. love for costuming and holidays and just do a big Christmas costume party. And that's the truth. Yeah. So, that's so, so definitely do. come in a costume. Costume party. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, you... Hey, she's going to look so foolish when we show up to that murder mystery theater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesse's going to come as little orphan and he's uh, pet lion. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Eddie, did you hear that? You heard my traumatic story of why I don't like costume parties. Uh, I don't know that I did, or maybe I did. In, but refresh in me. elementary school, I found out that my school was having a costume party, yeah. like a costume party. Yeah, and for weeks, I was is all I could think about. Right? Yeah, because you've my, always been you've always been Jesse. Yeah, I, I was just super pumped about it. Right, and my mom got hard to work on like a homemade lion costume. Oh, that sweet lady! Like she bought stuff from like the fabric store and like face paint the whole thing right oh gosh buddy. and i knew that i oh. didn't want to be I, I knew that like my my costume came out so awesome this is bumming me out already wizard of oz status okay you're looking amazing like i'm looking like a legit like lion yeah like custom custom tailored deal and I was like, I was like, Mom, listen, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be like one of the first ones there because this thing needs like a grand entrance. 
Like if I'm just oh, kind of no. milling around and people are showing up, they're like, oh, cool lion costume. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted to walk in and people being like, dope lion, here he comes. Like, I wanted every- there to be a cre- not fashionably late, but definitely not, not right. long time. I mean, you're nothing if not a showman at heart. You know? Yeah, That's exactly. Right. Right. I want I want people to be talking about this for weeks after. Sure. Which they were. Um, <laughs> I get there, I make my grand entrance into the auditorium. My mom leaves. Yeah. It's oh, not no. a costume party. No. I'm just a, a weird kid in an unexplained lion costume. How? Like, what did you, like, what did How? you feel? Like, was this the point that you emotionally shut down? From, from that moment on, I've been pretty cold and detached in all sorts of emotions and relationships. But yes. until you moved to Loverland. Have you Plus, ever figured out how in the world you, you I, missed I don't know where the miscommunication was. So, like, it was just one of those things. You know how, I hear, okay, you know how you hear a song lyric and you just convince yourself that's what it is yes. that right, doesn't make sense? Right. Right. Like, I had a friend that thought the band Hall and Oats was actually hauling oats. Yeah, that makes like sense. A complete yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think I've said it before. Like, he just convinced it's himself, not. even though that's a terrible band name. It's like and that, the guy happens to be Daryl Hall or whatever. Right. Like, that song, uh, It's it always sounds like your love is like a raptor in a hardcore fight. I don't know what the real word is, but it's like, turn around. And then it's like, your love, your love is like a raptor in a hardcore fight. <laughs> I think, you know, I was only like second grade. Okay. So give me a. Cut me some slack there. In yeah. second grade, you would think that you would be talking with the other kids about what their costumes are going to be because you're all know, excited about it. I'm close to the chest. That's the thing. Did it throw you off that the, the party was in June at a pool? <laughs> <laughs> that it was a Christmas it's, party? It's been so long, I don't remember the circumstances. Oh, you know, All buddy. I remember is showing up, being like, here we go, here we go. Busting through those double doors. Like, Mom, just go. Just Courage. go. Courage. Pick me up at the appointed time. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to walk in with me. I got this. Busting through those double doors, it's not a costume party. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I love so, that. All that to say, Joy, don't 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 mess with Eddie's tricks because it'll it'll screw you up for the rest of your life. <laughs> right. You, you won't be able to have a normal relationship <laughs> even into your thirties. When I was in sixth grade, it was the first time I, I had been homeschooled for a while, and so now I was back at public school, and so it was like following directions. Like my mom wasn't there to tell me what to do, and they were talking about how um, on Thanksgiving week we had a half day on Wednesday and so I was just like really like I wanted to remember half day on Wednesday I was so pumped and then we had Thursday Friday off and so it gets to Wednesday lunch finishes and I start walking home and I had to walk through this big field and I'm walking and I'm walking and I'm like where are all the other kids (laughs) like looking around Yeah, I realized that Thanksgiving was next week. It was I was a week early, and, you had <laughs> and I had to like turn around and walk back into the school. And I just remember being like so nervous because no one was in the halls, everyone was in class, and it was just like I, I had messed up, like, and it was just like sheer panic. But I almost but did got it help all the you realize home. that you could get away with cutting whenever you wanted. You're like wait, wait, wait. <laughs> exactly. I didn't. I didn't figure that out until high school. Do you guys ever skip school? Yes. Oh yeah, me too. I went to. I graduated with a class of twenty-three people. I I mean, you're gone. There, everybody knows. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah. So yeah. No, (laughs) No. Chad, we all know you did. Yeah, I was homeschooled. Yeah, no, every day. (laughs) (laughs) Cutting, cutting your cutting school. Your mom finds you in the basement. Yeah, Chad. Yeah, where's Chad? When Chad wanted to cut school, he actually went to a school. (laughs) 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 He's a rebellious homeschooler. All right. Well, uh, moving along, it's time for entertainment releases. Music coming out on Tuesday, December 9th. Ghostface Killa is coming out 36 seasons. (laughs) Nice. Tis the season for Ghostface Killa. Yeah. J. Cole is coming out with uh, 2014. He's still alive. Ghostface yeah. Killer is still alive. He's hey. part of the Wu Tang Clan. 
The only Wu Tang that's dead is ODB. He's the only one with the with the shoes, yeah. the Christmas shoes. Aww. Yeah, too soon. Not really. It's been a decade. It's been a long time. It's, been a long time. <laughs> it's actually who the song was written for. It's Old Dirty. It's Old Dirty from the yeah. Wu Tang. That's yeah. what. Yeah. And Bob Carlyle wrote it for ODB. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Carlyle giving ODB butterfly kisses is a phenomenal picture to have in your head. It's a really sweet thing. <laughs> R.I.P. O.D.B. It's FYI, Bob Carlo did not do Christmas shoes. So right. I don't want to attach that to right. his legacy. Uh, J. <laughs> Cole you. is coming out with 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Uh, Lil Wayne is coming out with the Card of Five. Man, <laughs> poor, this is a hip hop. Poor whoever lives on 2014 Forest Hills Drive. <laughs> Anywhere, any it, town. It's like eight six seven five three nine. All of a sudden, they're like, "Oh, seriously? I got to change my address." Yeah, yeah. Jenny's not here. Ha yeah. ha ha. Seriously, never heard it before. Yeah, we get it. It was our Google number. They gave it to us. What can I do? And uh, Smashing Pumpkins is still making music. Whoa. Wow. Re- refusing to give yeah. up. There goes the hip-hop week. Yeah. yeah. With uh, Monuments to an Elegy, uh, which I believe is about the Christmas elf. Yeah. Elf on a shelf. Oh, it's uh, it's <laughs> yeah. all about that monument. Yeah. Uh, movie releases coming out on Friday, December 12th. Exodus, Gods and Kings, Christian Bale, Ben Kingsley, Aaron Paul, a bunch of people. It's the epic from Ridley Scott about Joshua I'm- and Moses. I kind of feel like I hope that there's something that surfaces where uh, Christian Bale's like going off on a cussing rant again on the set of that movie. Is that weird? <laughs> That's a little weird. <laughs> Just as Moses. A little dark. Yeah. Well it's, I think it's going to be good. I mean, really, Scott does Gladiator, and he does like the the old. Oh, it looks well. so good. Yeah, the trailers yeah. look fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it looks really good. Uh, Inherent Vice is coming out. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Owen Wilson, Reese Witherspoon. Uh, she talks about great. that in the new issue of Relevant, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and top five, Chris Rock, Rosario Dawson, Adam Sandler, Jerry Seinfeld, and Tracy Morgan. Among others. Top it, this is this is the best season for movies. So I think we've discussed this the last couple of weeks, yeah, but every it. week is loaded. Yep. Yeah, this is exciting. I love it. And and sadly, the only movie I've seen in the last two months is like a kid's movie, you know? Yeah. Like, like, you guys haven't gone and seen Interstellar yet? I, told I have, you not, I have not. I know no, I can't. I haven't seen Interstellar. I no. haven't seen uh, Hunger Games. I saw Gone Girl, but that was like been out for a while. I haven't seen... I, like. I haven't seen a yeah, grown-up movie. The last movie I saw in the theater was Fast and Furious 6. No way. No, no. We all saw Left Behind. Oh, that's Praise him. that doesn't count. Left Behind is the last grown-up movie I saw. And before, I wouldn't call it a grown-up that, movie. Yeah, I saw Left Behind, and before that, it was Pete's Dragon. That was the last one before that. <laughs> been, do you know what Pete's Dragon <laughs> no. is? It's like a 19, old, late 70s Disney movie. It was pretty obscure. <laughs> it's a deep cut. It's very, o- ODB stars in it. It's really weird. Yeah. Very yeah. St- strange cinema. <laughs> a very strange scene where what's his name butterfly kisses gives odb butterfly kisses it's the climax of the film beautiful it takes place in loverland virginia actually it's it's, uh, yeah yeah, they're doing a monetary exchange there it's not done i feel like somehow we put a bow on everything that just happened it was really good guys stay tuned up next slices i really can't stay it's cold outside Got to go away. It's cold outside. This evening has been. And hoping that you drop so in. Very nice. Oh, hold your hands there just like I. My mother will 
You're listening to Zoe Deschanel. Oh, Le- we love it. We have to Leon, love it. Leon Redbone, baby, it's cold outside. Oh, you guys watch New Girl? Everyone should watch New Girl. It's the greatest. She and him is the greatest. Okay, why are you, seriously, why are you playing Baby It's Cold Outside? That is about date rape. It's the song that she sang in the shower. It's a what? callback to last what? week. I don't think it's about date rape. Dude, it, it absolutely if is. You, if, you, if you read the lyrics. I really can't stay. Uh, you know, what will they think? Uh, what's in this drink? Mm-hmm. And it's then like a, he's, she's like trying to leave and he's telling her all the reasons not to. And then she's like, my dad will worry. Why is this child living with her parents and this man who is a homeowner is trying to ply her with things and drinks that she doesn't know what's in it. And she's saying no. Yeah, and, 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 and he's like saying, no, 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 you got to stay. No, please, please. Just one more sip. You know. Can it's you, like a Bill Cosby. Can you, yeah, it's it, about it, Bill in Cosby. The, in the article we ran last year, we, we I think we called it the blurred lines of Christmas carols. Like, it's catchy until you re- hear what it's about, and you're like, oh, oh, I don't think I should be listening to this. Before we get any further into the Christmas season, can you not talk about uh, Carol of the Bells? Because that song is one of my favorites, and you just wrecked... You just wrecked. <laughs> shut up! <laughs> I was just gonna start playing the Christmas. Show. You just wrecked a perfectly good Christmas song. I don't want it's, any It's more a catchy merch. tune that nobody thinks what is actually happening between this man and woman. But or isn't girl. that all the stuff from like all those old like kind of songs and TV shows? Yeah, in the fifties like, and sixties, men got their way with women. Right. It was all like no, mad, not now. It was like Mad Many. Okay, Joy. But we know what you're saying. But I'm like saying like in music. It, it was, was a little more. more ex- it was more. It was more acceptable culturally to openly Which, sing about it. Right. I just couldn't I can't believe it. you really listen to lyrics. I mean and, and coming back from lunch the other day with pe- friends, we were talking about this exact thing and I was saying the same thing and they're like, no. So a friend pulls up the lyrics and is reading it line by line and everybody in the car's jaws just dropped when you hear it read. It's pretty again creepy. in my head that's Bob Goff and Tim Keller. <laughs> the three of you going to lunch <laughs> buying balloons. they're like no Whatever, Cameron. <laughs> That's crazy. It's so weird, and yet we're playing it on our of show. Course. Okay. Well, well to, to kind of purge it, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Hillsong with Born is the King, It's Christmas. You know that's about. That's scandalous. It's about the Elf on the Shelf. Bingo. <laughs> you know, what is good, though, about Elf on the Shelf is they do have a... They've, I always thought elves were um, gender neutral, which apparently they're not, because they have boy and girl elves. Yeah. Well, I did According not According to Target's Christmas shelf aisle. Right. Yeah. Didn't everybody think well, that? Why did you think elves were gender neutral? I've only seen them portrayed, I think, as, <laughs> as Boys guys. and girls. No, no, there's some girls one, and, and like, even an elf. There's no. some little helper girl elves. <laughs> yeah. What elf, what elf weird movies are you watching Mrs. where there's Claus. weird asexual full <laughs> beans walking around? That was a moment that I wish I could have back. Like, as soon as I said it, I was like, huh, I'm the only one that thinks that in the entire listening audience, and there is just no reason for me like, to bring that up. What weird Christmas movie did you watch <laughs> where genderless elfian creatures have some role? That you um, pray to them. You have to pray to these. Um, what angels don't have gender, maybe. No, yeah, they do. Michael. Yeah, never mind. Is there anything really that's... Oh, why do we need to do this? We don't need to, <laughs> we don't need to get into this. Uh, yeah, let's jump into slices. All right. <laughs> yeah. What do you got, me? It's time. <laughs> it's time for slices. What do you got, me? What do you have, Jesse? Uh, this is a follow-up uh, uh, slice. I felt obligated to bring it because we, 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 we've talked extensively about Olive Garden's Never Ending Pasta Pass, the promotion that recently came up 
where they gave several hundred people across the United States the opportunity to purchase an all-you-can-eat pasta meal pass for their restaurants for the price of $100. Jesse, Jesse, I got to stop you right there, bud. I, 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 Joy, I was wrong. You were right. Literally what? last night, Joy was lobbing a couple slices saying, hey, what do you think about this one? And, and, and I said, I don't know. What about, what about bringing the heartwarming tale about the, the never-ending pasta bowl? And uh, which Jesse will tell us here in a minute. And she goes, nah, nah, nah Jesse's going to bring that one. Mm. And I go, oh, no, yeah. he won't. It's number one, too mainstream <laughs> and too heartwarming. No, <laughs> both but, of but, those but, things are true. The only reason I felt like I wanted to bring it was because I felt an obligation to follow up on the story. All right. Well, and also, I'm shocked. I know it's heartwarming. I know it's mainstream, but it has to do with pasta. <laughs> when's that? You're, you're burying the lead here, Cameron. This is still about never any possible. <laughs> yeah, and that's in his wheelhouse. And the guy called the campaign, which I'll get into, random acts of pasta. But I would feel irresponsible <laughs> as any sort of journalist which, if I didn't bring this as some sort of closure to the story we've been talking about. Which like is also months. the name of the campaign of when we launch pasta into the park in the cloak of night. I call it random acts of pasta, <laughs> and, and it just it flies from the, the sky. You and Bob you're and just, Tim. You're an innocent Power. teenager yeah. just chit chatting there with your buddy. It's 2 a.m. The park closes at 10, number one. What you doing out late? Do your parents know you're there? And you're going to have to answer for the pasta stains on your sweatshirt. (laughs) You're you're sitting there at 10.05. You get hit upside the head with a lasagna and a meatball. (laughs) You see see two weird guys standing up on a roof eating eating from a bowl of pasta and laughing. It's creepy Mr. String again. (laughs) Hey, go find another yard to fraternize in front of... Pasta. <laughs> Random acts of pasta. All right, move, uh, your your slice. Okay, so so Matt Tribe, uh, he won this pasta pass. There's never any pasta pass, and he said that he he posted a viral video online that kind of talked about what he decided to do with it because after eating at Olive Garden a couple times, he just decided it's not possible for me to continually just eat at Olive Garden for the next seven weeks. So what he did is he just started randomly delivering bags of Olive Garden to people's homes, uh, which was very much appreciated because, as he explains in the video, who doesn't like just randomly receiving Olive Garden? Uh, But he decided to take it one step further after that, and he started delivering pasta to members of the Salt Lake City homeless community, who they, too, were very appreciative. He posted a video that has millions of views right now of him delivering the pasta to members of the homeless community. There was some people on Reddit that tried to uncover this as maybe this was a marketing stunt by Olive Garden, um, and that's uh, you know they they tried to point to different factors that this could just be some sort of savvy promotion, but it doesn't look like it's the case. So it looks like this guy actually won the Fossa Pass and was doing something good with it, uh, but it also comes on the heels of Starbucks announcing that for the next few weeks, you can enter to win a Starbucks for Life card. Wow. So uh, a handful of people in the United States, Canada, and the UK will win a card that will give them up to two drinks a day every day for the next 30 years. Wow. Well, if you drink that much coffee, you're only going to live 30 more years. That's that's Exactly. It's a death card. Yeah. It <laughs> it's a death card. Yeah, but pair I, guess, of shoes. So I guess that kind of negates, didn't we think that the rules were that you couldn't get pasta to go, that you had to eat it there? Yes. So that's what makes me think it is a marketing stunt. 
Oh, Maybe no. he oh. took a bite and was like, can you box this up? I'm all done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he like delivers it to people and he's like, hey, guys, it's pretty much how I got it. Just one bites out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, they get they get. Oh, thank you so much for this uh, linguine. And they see literally a fork and just teeth marks right in the linguine. <laughs> just the, the side of the, the lasagna is gone. The homeless guy's like, oh, dude, you took a bite off of it. Yeah. Like, I know. It's like, uh, that's actually even really I have rude. standards. Yeah, you know? that's really rude of you. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so you can, if you want to maybe post your own viral video of doing something nice, enter to win the Starbucks card, and you can give people free uh, Starbucks every day for 30 years. Uh, you'll get two a day. I am I am going to enter that. I would actually be pumped up to win that. Do you have to pay to enter it like you did with the... No, no, this one's free. Like, if you win it, it's just yours. And it's like a uh-huh. gold card, too. It's it's like a solid gold card. They said the card itself is worth five grand. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think I would just sell the car. I would melt that down and make a ring. <laughs> would you inscribe Ben on the inside? I already got that one done. Uh, I am my I am my uncle's and someone, he is my someone I, I am Rick. sent me someone sent me something um explaining can I read this real quick what they said that um Why that not? Ben uh, in Hebrew means boy, so they think that I have a guy's ring, and then oh. the word actually does mean uncle, but it also means beloved. So I have a man's ring that says uncle and beloved. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's really cool. People are so nice. They explain so much to me. <laughs> like geography and things. <laughs> yeah. All right, what do you have, Joy? Oh, okay. So um, I thought this one was perfect. Some guy on Twitter named Illusionist Will sent it to... Actual name. uh, Yeah. Um, And in light of me having uh, to be in bed rest for a while with my broken foot, I figured I could have done this because NASA is offering to pay someone um, $18,000 if you lay in bed for 70 days straight. Oh, because they and, have to test uh, an astronaut laying down for seventy days. Yeah, and you, but you literally cannot, um, you cannot get out of bed. Well, you and, need to get bed sores, and how do you avail yourself of the facilities? Yeah, no, you get a catheter and something Dude. else. Dude. Yeah, how much? But how, how much, much money? You get, you get eight. So I did some math. I, well, don't anybody hold me to this really tightly. I <laughs> averaged things, um, but so seventy days. $18,000. It's, I just averaged like eight weeks. You're getting $2,200 a week. So it seems like a pretty good, like you, that's a pretty good deal, except for the fact that once those 70 days are over, then they say that you have, you usually have to stay for like strengthening, um, which can last up to a total of, um, 15 weeks of work. But once you hit after the 70 days, it goes down to, I, I averaged it out. You're only getting like half the amount of money you were getting per week. Like they only pay you $1,200 a week. So total, you're looking at around four months of being with NASA for about a little over $26,000. So question. I mean, the, it's a nice summer job. Do they, okay, so question, do they, are you in like a facility? Like you're in their like hospital or something? Yeah, yeah, you're, well, it's not a hospital, but here's what drew me to it. Um, you can literally do, I mean, all day long, like once you do finish their test for the day, you can read, you can talk on the phone, you can Skype, you can take online classes, anything you want, as long as you don't stand up. And I was like, wow. that actually sounds pretty I, awesome. Now that's a good idea. I would power through some schooling, I think. Yeah. yeah. That would just and they, they even have a way for you to shower laying down. Ooh, really? Yeah. 
any details on that or is it just too is it too like well, there's water involved, and uh, you know those like toddler <laughs> mat- mattress wraps where there's plastic cover on the thing. They just hose you down. You just can't get up. Yeah, I mean I'm my down. my right. You're like leg. an elephant. You would be like a lame elephant just laying there as they hose you off. I kind of want to figure that out for like my normal life. <laughs> just, Not just an elephant, a lame elephant. Well, yeah, because it would be one laying on its side or something because it can't stand up. Eddie, you should talk to IJM about that. Be like, how can I do my job laying down? All the time. Yeah, I I want to be able to not move. I want a fully sedentary role with you guys. What can you figure out how to get me on stage to speak? <laughs> can I <laughs> in a, free in a body sling? Can I help free people? I could do, laying down. I could do seventy days if I was digging no, into something. You could not if I was digging into something like school and I was just yeah. studying. Are you talking about you as a single person? Because oh, yeah. you as a dad yeah, and a husband. That. Yeah, that'd be tough. Oh, that's that's right. what I'm saying. I'm the perfect candidate. I could have done it when I broke my foot. I wish somebody would have. I wish illusionist Will, you would have sent this to me two months ago. Did you, did, did it drive you crazy at all to be like laid up like that? Housebroken? <laughs> um, housebroken. Uh, well, I actually did have to travel quite a bit and it was, it was interesting having, like I was the person in the airport that had wheelchair service. Were you were you were you in those carts and they would like drive you through and like annoyingly beep at people beep. who were yeah wheel yeah. yeah I'm in the wheelchairs and literally I don't know they don't have super good depth perception because I'd be like whoa 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 like I literally Wait, almost who, took who? out people's ankles who? left and right in the wheelchairs they're they're like on a mission to get me to my gate very oh. nice people but not a lot of depth perception well they yeah that's not part of the job description I, I think those carts that they that they drive around I don't even think the horn is manual I think the horn just goes off randomly all right. the time. <laughs> Right, right, because there, there's no they're one around. Too much liberty with that. Right, they're laying on it, and then they're going through a crowd of people, and it's just like <laughs> the running of the bulls. Down at all? Yeah, yeah. No, but I wasn't even on that. I was like a manually pushed um, wheelchair. So you didn't get to drive in the car thing? No, 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 no. They, you, you like get off of the airplane, right. or I would hop off of the airplane, right. and there would be someone there sitting with a sign with my name. Right, and then I would sit down. Right, so. and they would take you to your destination. Yeah, and they're like, we're from NASA. Let's go. <laughs> you could read. Well, we don't really have to get into this. Well, what you could do over the course of 70 days <laughs> right. laying down. I'm thinking of like how many Assuming books? the the facilities and the showerings taken care of. Right, and they're bringing you food, I assume, Obviously, right? Obviously, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're just, they just want to see how your muscles atrophy. Yeah. And then. <laughs> but all you can eat is astronaut ice cream. That's the, that's the catch. They want to see. All, yeah, the only catch is they just want to look at the irreparable damage you're doing to the, your body that you'll never recover from. That's it. Right, right, right. You'll <laughs> free, never. You're free to read, my friend. You'll never run again, but. <laughs> you will be so smart, but unable to move. I will have finally gotten my, M, or whatever, my demon and read all the classics, but I will never, ever, ever run with <laughs> but, my but children. But next time you go to the airport, you will be driving around on one of those car, those carts that just honk randomly at people. It's pretty it. much the only job you'll be able to have for the rest of your life is driving one of those cards right and just <laughs> doing what you just do just so liberally beep <laughs> <laughs> well because like all your senses get numbed over the 70 days so you can't really hear that tone and so you're he's fine like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's beeping the horn he's like free hugs free hugs <laughs> i'd finally watch the wire i've always wanted to watch the wire and i haven't really done that i like it i'm gonna just sign up for it <laughs> i think what you're signing up for is just being lazy yeah, <laughs> I think that's what you're trying to sign up and for. And I could kind of be down with that right now. <laughs> you, you Actually, know. I think it would be fun if we could try to negotiate with NASA and be like, could like 
five of us friends all do it at the same time like and have sleepover. our like slings laying next to each other. Like a you sleepover, right? seventy day sleepover. We're in a room of hammocks. We just <laughs> five hammocks side by side. <laughs> Two days before all of us. Go but we have to it's share. A <laughs> we have to share the TV though. That would oh. be the only catch. Oh no, that's... But we'd all have oh, our own iPads and headphones, so we could like you know. Right. But yeah, we'd have we'd have to create a society. We'd have to create <laughs> leadership rules. Mm-hmm. We'd have utopia. To, it would NASA. be utopia laying down at NASA. <laughs> right. I'd watch that. Done. This is a great reality it's show. It's got to be more interesting than the other utopia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me we're just going to tune into people just lying there? <laughs> yeah. Yep. And they're talking. Yeah, they're talking and it's spirited. They occasionally and speak. And they're just eating astronaut ice cream? Well, think about it. I mean, think about like Seinfeld and some of the show, or any show, really. I mean, it, uh, the league, any of them. What are they doing? They're dialoguing, sitting on a couch, sitting at a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. S- sitting. That's, th- that's what they're, there's dialogue. It's not about okay, like, so walking around. That's what we do. That's the yeah, podcast. So I'm saying. <laughs> It's the podcast. We would podcast Reporting seventy daily. Daily. Hey, y'all want a live feed podcast? Yeah, yeah. I, it's just it's just NASA. we're all more leisurely. <laughs> we're right. wearing velvet, right? Just we're, yeah, and just getting sores. I, I mean, hey, <laughs> Chad and I could finally have our dream of wearing sweatpants to work every day. Every day. I'm yeah. wearing sweatpants right now. I'm I, part of that dream. Dream realized. I had yeah. a rules. Very sadly peel mine off at 845 this morning and change into jeans. Oh, man. So I would just love to keep those sweatpants on. I mean, you guys should have sweatpants Friday here. Or like you can wear sweatpants the day after the magazine. But goes here's to print. the deal: Chad and I would show up in like our J. Crew sweatpants, yeah, like the fashionable okay. ones. And then there's certain <laughs> then, people here that would show up with the Heather Gray meatball stained baggy ones, right? With and like the waistband that doesn't quite the, cinch up anymore. And it's so awesome. And what right? is wrong with that? And so cool. Well, I'm saying some of it would be appropriate, some of it may not. It wouldn't be no, inappropriate; I, it would just be ugly. It may be inappropriate. They walk in, they point to the pants, and they go, "Cameron, I earned this. I earned this." And they just tie the drawstring <laughs> real tight. It's sweatpants Friday. You yeah. can't stop. Me. You can't stop me. I got my 5K shirt on and my sweatpants and my old orange Crocs. That's the thing about group, like 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 you know rules. It's like it's not like like I hate rules. Everybody hates rules, but it's like if you don't have certain standards, 99% would be fine. But then there's that one percent that ruins it for everybody else. Do you have a dress code here? Yeah. What's the dress code? Uh, no shorts, no How? athletic apparel, oh. and I think that's it. Yeah, no shorts, yeah. no athletic apparel. That's the dress. And code. when you were brainstorming clothing what? regulations, why those two things? Do you, you have an aversion to shorts? No, People's just calves? like if somebody like showed up in like a swimsuit and a tank top, you're not here to work. But you know, it's like like have some sense of okay, I'm here, like I'm part of something. I'm I'm presenting myself in a way that reflects my personality and style, but is appropriate for. I guess I just assumed everyone in Florida wore shorts. <laughs> not, not all to the work. time. No, not to work. Joy, Joy, if you owned Relevant, would you let let everybody wear shorts? If I lived in Florida, I feel like it's just mandatory. There I've are, only seen shorts when I've gone to Florida. There are days in the summer where I'm kind of like, yeah, it'd be nice to wear shorts. <laughs> but again, I come back to we would wear nice shorts and right. look appropriate, and, and then there'd be you, that one idiot coming in and mesh Dukes. shorts. Those those 1980s jogging shorts with the thigh slits. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? This two yeah, somebody's gonna wear that, and you just oh, go, I don't want that. You I don't, don't want to go down the road. You don't want to see Cameron. Me here's a suggestion for people that abuse it: <laughs> make you force them to wear sweatpants in the dead of summer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, you right, guys like, for dude, it, dude. Those shorts are totally inappropriate. They're they're overly athletic. Those are umbros. We don't wear umbros. Here tomorrow, yeah. you have to wear two pairs of sweatpants on top of each other in in the hottest part of the day. Now, here's actually the real truth: like I don't want to see man leg all day long at work. That's like I don't want to be walking around and seeing that pasty white thigh because it kind of rode up a little bit in the meeting, and it's just too much man leg. You know? No, I think I agree with Jesse. I feel like you should have no 
um, clothing restrictions. Like, do you say there's no rules, just use your best judgment, but then secretly have repercussions if anyone does something that you don't like kind of like elf on the shelf but for your staff secret repercussions i like this we're not going to give you we're not going to communicate clearly what our standards and expectations are we're going to let you do what you're going to do and then we will secretly have repercussions if you don't please us management 101 (laughs) 101. (laughs) i read that in good to great (laughs) (laughs) i like it all right what do you have eddie um, you know I'm always following the technology beat, and I'm <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And I'm not sure when we have come to our greatest technological advancement. Your Zoom um, just fell out of your uh, coat pocket. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> landed on your Android. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, Eddie, your how Android? long you got an iPhone again, real quick? <laughs> no, he got one. He got yeah, one. I have one. Like six months, maybe. No, no. no, I don't know. Whenever it came out, the iPhone six. Eddie is rocking the iPhone six. His life has changed. We can't. So now you can anymore. like bring technology slices and yeah. not have yeah. us laugh. No, at you. I brought a lot of tech slices, but this is. Is like this one's crazy. Listen, this phone flips into a closed position. Do you guys know I'm not in use? Uh, so the slices on on a new phone apparently you can check your email and send a picture without it crashing. So that was my slice. <laughs> it still is really really hot. The Back one I got gets real hot. Yeah, uh, when I get a text with a picture in it, but uh, it's come a long way. Yeah, dude. yeah. With my so sweatpants on fire. I'm gonna do a technology slice. I was gonna bring a Rob Bell slice. I was gonna talk about the new uh, Rob Bell show, but then everybody got so mad at me when we talked about Rob Bell before. Yeah, he's got just, a new show coming on uh, the Oprah Network on yes, the 21st. Very, Do you guys hear what it's called? I think what? it's what is it? It's called Saved by the Bell. <laughs> No, All right, he doesn't. He doesn't believe in that. All right, <laughs> Jesse Carey. Uh, it's question mark. It's question mark. Oh, saved, saved by the bell? Question mark. I got it. Saved by the, the bell? salvation thing. Still, we don't know. No, no, no it's saved. Question know. mark by the bell. <laughs> saved by the bell. By the bell. <laughs> All right, back to my technology slice. <laughs> Jesse had just texted Eddie. He's like, "Hey, can you set me up for this real quick?" Yeah, we. Uh, in all honesty, I said that joke before we started, and Eddie was going to tee one up for me. Thanks, Big Cat. Yeah, yeah. I knew I was running out of time, and I didn't know what else was going to happen to the rest of the show. I never had a Rob Bell slice. I just wanted to throw... I wanted to that say was, that, that joke. That old school Stockton Malone right there. <laughs> <laughs> Assist leader. I sniffed old, it out. Old school Stockton and Malone. <laughs> Talking about short shorts and man thigh. <laughs> oh, a lot of leg there. Great That's a lot one. of man thigh. <laughs> well, Pizza Hut has done the greatest advancement in technology that there could be. Um, they have started to... They, they have found a way to basically read your mind in order to get the perfect pizza. Um, it's called the world's first subconscious menu. And uh, Pizza Hut has been testing this since October. So what they have is in 300 locations around the UK, they have an iPad that has some, like a little special digital frame around it that... Wait, wait. Uh, the UK? The United Kingdom. The UK Kingdom. is not that big. There are 300 Pizza Huts? Well, in the UK, they're very popular. That's crazy. That, that's one for every three people. That's, my understanding yeah. of their population. <laughs> the yes. city Second, of, just in Wales. The, in the city, city of, of Wales. Wales has 900. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot of Pizza Huts. Wow. I don't that's even not think, including the royal family. Then it's like one to every two. <laughs> do you even think there are 300 Pizza Huts? Like, do you know where a single Pizza Hut is in one, Orlando? By, yeah, you know, you can Col- by the mall, by Target. Colonial, by Target. But that's, that's like one. One, that's what I'm saying. And there's one over yeah. here, but oh, no, it's a Verizon store now. Right, <laughs> right. Do you know if they still have, do you guys remember when Pizza Hut had their, um, like, the lunch, lunch buffet? buffet? Yeah. yeah. They yeah. still have it at the one by us. Oh, yeah. <gasps> that's one what of, we can do. The $5.99 Pizza Hut lunch buffet. It's yeah. still that? Yep. 
Wow. wow. One time I went to a pizza <laughs> hut in Bulgaria and it was like a legit restaurant. They had like a server come and sit you. Like it was yeah. like a nice restaurant. It was a big deal over there. Wow. Yeah, I, I went to one in Sri Lanka and it was like the fanciest restaurant. Why on there. earth would either of you go to a... Listen, my dad okay. took me when I was 17. He had a business trip in Russia for a couple weeks. Oh yeah, you took your friend, and he, right? And he took me and a, and a buddy. And, and while he was off in meetings for two weeks, my buddy and I learned how to read Russian enough to get around. We mm-hmm. learned the subway system and we found the one McDonald's and one Pizza Hut in Moscow and ate there every day. Mission. Oh, you really just immerse yourself in the culture. I You're never. Like, We're going to learn Russian so that. I didn't have. <laughs> we can be real. American. Yeah, I did not have one Russian meal while we were in Russia. <laughs> wow. Our yeah. Russian artist friend, Rella Art, is going to be really hurt. Well, now they have 300 pizza huts all over Russia. That's It is Russian food. So they've got these 300 locations across the United Kingdom. Very shocking in number. In, and yes. Wales. And Wales and Ireland, which I think is a part of all that, as long as I understand. Um, anyhow, so they have 20 toppings that for their pizza, and what they can do is uh, they have 4,896 combinations based on how long they stare at the combination. So here's what happens. So all the toppings come up on like an iPad screen, and then they are tracking your eye movements. No. They can tell within two and a half seconds what you've looked at the most, boom pizza's done right so but they they're saying they said that of all the people surveyed 98 percent of them said that they were really happy with the way it came out so they're saying that it's not like what you look at but that your eyes are moving so fast and processing so fast that it's essentially reading your mind by where your mind is forcing your eye to go and so people are just like the toppings will come up one two Done. Your pizza's done. If you don't like it, you can hit restart or look at the restart button, but they say most people don't do that. It's totally like reading your mind, and so you order your pizza almost instantaneously. So it's basically minority report for pizza. It is <laughs> finally minority report for pizza. That's you know, you know in this come, it would be really handy? Hmm. The 70 days that were in our hammocks at NASA. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. right. Just constant pizza delivery. Yeah, I just want to be just, able to... You hope. think about it, and boom, there it is. Yeah, I, they did extensive retinal scanning technology and psychological research and they found that this is a really effective way of getting you pizza quicker because it was already just so bothersome and cumbersome these, these scientists should be tackling anything else you know with, with no, all that no. i would hope they would put their efforts towards going to mars i would be hoping that that would be what they would be because <laughs> i think that's important. so far since last week eddie <laughs> yeah i think we should all yeah. be going to mars first and foremost Right. That's where see, see, if we hadn't worked really hard on getting to outer space, we wouldn't have the technology for this pizza choosing, you know, stuff. So I, I, I picture the scientist like one day he's like, man, I wonder what I'm going to invent next. And then he's like, I'm hungry. I'm going to order pizza. And he calls him up. He's like, yeah, I'll have a, uh, pep- I'll have a pepperoni. And he hangs. He's like, I'm exhausted. I don't even. Yeah. Uh, who has time for this anymore? <laughs> I don't even <laughs> like pepperoni. I just don't know what else I could have. I didn't even. I forgot. Got about black olives. They're my favorite, but uh, I just never think about it. So they said 98% of people were happy, like really happy with their choices or just kind of like this works. Really happy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <You just laughs> because haven't you guys, haven't you read studies about how like on websites, I sound like I read studies all the time um, on websites. Like if you have, if <laughs> no, someone has a choice, yeah, like if for like donation stuff. So if it's like, if you want to choose to donate to like, like if you're, giving money to IJM or something. And if IJM had, okay, you can have your money go specifically to people in India, Mm -hmm. or you can have, 
the money just go to IGM and they can decide how to disperse it. Yeah. That you think people think that they're making a choice, but naturally people go more to like the left or the right. So like Joy, if they're switched, Joy, you, know you, that? Le- you know where you learned about this? Listening to the Scott, Scott Harrison interview on this podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Scott Harrison's the one who talked about it with charity water. Oh, very interesting. I'm like, yeah, we read that study. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good that's really that great so good thank you for listening to the show though because a lot of people i think yeah. maybe thought you just skipped through the interview part to get back to the part where we're being funny but that you listen so good that i just did that okay so that was, you know what would be that, fascinating joy someone would package like practical world-changing information hmm. with leading thinkers into an entertaining funny hour-long downloadable <laughs> audio experience it would yeah. never work like all these the like perfect Thing. All these reports and things that you're reading about, if we mm-hmm. could somehow find the format. That's why I stopped to- myself because I was like, it sounds like I read all these reports and I'm like, how do I know this right now? <laughs> like, I really, really, I never ever read. How do I read all these reports? How would I get this? That are in my I head. threw away my scientific journals a long time ago. <laughs> oh man, that's rich. But it's still, I mean, a re- it's still a really excellent point. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. that Scott Harrison made here. Yeah, that's yeah. Scott Harrison <laughs> made a few weeks so, ago. Yeah. I guess so my point was when I saw that Pizza Heart article, I was like, wouldn't it just tend to be more like where your eyes naturally move or maybe even like the toppings that are the brightest colors that you're drawn to, you know? Well, I mean, I'm not the one to question the science behind what Pizza Hut has done. And so I'm going to say, no, they figured out something else. I, of course, don't have that in my article. I don't know anything. But uh, they they figured it out somehow. It's not right. just what's the brightest, what's the biggest, what has the best illustration. There's something that they've equalized the visual so that you really are drawn to what you uh, seem to like. And this is apparently a trend in pizza. Now there's the one where you can – 40% of all ordering at this point is – like, I've never ordered a pizza other than just calling the place and then they what? bring the pizza. I've not spoken to a, a pizza place in a decade. Honest I, to goodness. I, I buy online, I, always. Honest to goodness, just found out you could do that when I was reading this article. <laughs> what? I've it's never done that. Because his phone, the technology wasn't there. <laughs> I didn't know. No, I'm with you, Eddie. I'm I didn't know you. you could go on PapaJohns.com and two and clicks. Then they, and then you just click it and they bring it to you. Yeah. My payment information is saved. Boom, boom. Pizza at the door. In I ordered minutes. a pizza the other night. And when you're ordering online, you can't do what I did, which is like after they've already run your credit card, be like, well, if things are really slow over there, feel free to throw in some extra cheese. Joy. <laughs> no, you are. You, <laughs> no, I'm, I just let you stew in your own embarrassment. Were you? Trying to pull Jesse's Chipotle trick on the yeah. pizza yeah, I guy? I did hear that. No, I, I, I totally related with Jesse. I always find ways to be like. To just kind of, uh, and you apparently would not be friends with me then. Uh, that's what I heard. No, but. I would be impressed. I'm impressed by Jesse's craftiness. I'm impressed by oh, Jesse's sorry. craftiness. I heard that you Deception. just like hated everyone who manipulated the system. No, 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 no. no. I like rule breaking. Okay. No, but there's a there's a fine line between being just kind of a cheap lady that's trying to get more cheese. I'm not talking about you. Just <laughs> no, like no. someone else. I think, I think else. you are. No, I think you are. <laughs> no, 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 Joy. You I would specifically never. described her. You said a cheap lady who's trying to get more cheese, which is the exact scenario that yeah. she put forward. With a moo-moo and special things on With her fingernails. With a moo and being massaged by a man in flannel. <laughs> it was the day after Thanksgiving, and I just said, are things pretty slow? Like, are people ordering a lot of pizza? Like, and she was like, no. She's like, it is really slow. I think people are having Thanksgiving leftovers. And I was like, okay, well... 
if you want to throw in some extra cheese if you're bored over there. You and chatted uh, her up, but yeah, pretend to befriend her that's right. so she would like you enough to give you extra cheese. Yeah, that doesn't seem... Yes, that's that, exactly that, right. is that, cold. that doesn't seem crafty. That seems awful. Hey, she wanted to talk on the phone for a little bit. She was bored. Was she it, needed me. Was it from a chain? You wouldn't order from a chain. You ordered from like a no. cool Joy, Portland place. Joy, no, yeah. she needed to talk to you. You were the one uh, home alone <laughs> chatting up the pizza lady. No, I was with Rick. He was just <laughs> off getting some more uh, coconut oil. Whoa! Be, be right back. Got to chop down a tree real fast. Hey, hey, Eddie, I love I love how the survey you said it's ninety eight percent, right? Yeah, yeah. I can't. So two so percent were like, "Oh, great, I'm allergic to mushrooms. Thanks a lot." Yeah, and I always stare at them because I'm afraid someone's gonna kill me. With them. I'm afraid of them. <laughs> I stare at them because they're watching me. Because they're watching. My my favorite. They were they were talking about all the different ways you can order quickly now. And my absolute number one favorite is apparently Xbox One gamers in the UK can just say, "Domino's feed me." And it'll they'll just bring you a pizza. <laughs> so they've already apparently pre-programmed in like what pizza they want. So when you're just sitting there, just shooting around and doing whatever you do on the on the Xbox, Domino's feed me, and you just you yeah. Can, they they, they don't knock. They just sad. walk right down to your mom's basement. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I used that joke before. That's a that good exact one. Same news item. That's a good one. So anyhow. Did you guys hear about the thing where, and I probably learned about it on the relevant podcast, but where you can um, watch your pizza. I think it's Domino's. You can like track online and watch the the process that it's in. Like if it's be, if the crust is being made or if it's in the oven or if it's now out for delivery. There's no way. Yes, I heard about that. Like, it's which is like, weird to me. Why are people so obsessed no. with the... There, no? No. Well, no. But I just think, I think that, first of all, I don't think they really have instituted that technology i think what it is is it's just like all right generally it takes 30 minutes at the 21 minute mark it just came out of the oven like i bet they don't really have like a little like chip on your pizza like track your package sort of situation it's not real they're not scanning it i choose to trust i choose to trust they give every pizza the mark of the beast she 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 asked her new pizza lady friend specifically if if this is what they do and and they chatted about it for 10 minutes yeah Yeah. and all i know is that pizza was real cheesy when i got it yeah what's this sitch with some extra cheese crazy (laughs) you guys have a lot of cheese you know like it's the day after thanksgiving when i used to work there and it was slow i'd hook up my friends and I don't know. Hey, hey, we, we're, we're friends, right? We're friends. It's, like, it's like weird. It's like all my friends extra. <laughs> it's, like I, I talk, we, hey. it's like we talk to each other every other day. I would just be like, I mean, you know, I like ranch, right? I mean, you already knew I liked ranch. I mean, what if, if, if they're just there and they're just gonna, okay, sure. What's the deal with some in. extra breadsticks? Right? And, and yeah. afterwards, she's like, she's like, I'm, you know, I'm so glad you called. I just needed someone to talk to today. I kind of had to get something off my chest. And you're just like, okay, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Hey, how's that cheese coming? What's yeah. this? Itch? Is it, <laughs> she's like, I don't understand. She, but she delivers it too, and she's like, so can I? just come in i'm like well you know what i've actually i got some stuff i gotta yeah. take care of but she's thanks like, it's just like it's really hard season right now it's christmas time i just got given these beautiful shoes though it lifted my spirits but... <laughs> she like... hands me the pizza and i hand her a coupon for a hug and a pair of shoes and send her on her way <laughs> yeah you you open the pizza box and you're like oh you know i actually acted for two parmesan so i'm not gonna tip um <laughs> so sorry uh, oh, enjoy but that's the, the shoes. Thing. That's you can do the tip on the online, then, can't you? Yeah, everything's taken care of. 
So all human interaction has been totally taken away from the process. You know what? I'm, this is the I, thing called the internet. It's been around for but it's funny. 15 I, uh, years, I'm ever fair, since this song came out. I am fairly <laughs> technological, but then there are also things where it's like, I feel like I just stepped out of some sort of like experiment and into the world and just realized it. Like, I did not know you could order pizza online. No, no, how did I, I not I, know that? I'm always fascinated about how quickly it works. I, I ordered something from like this Panera Bread pickup thing, like a huge order during like lunch when there's like a line like out the door, mm-hmm. and I just did it on my phone as soon as I walked in. It's done. Online ordering is the way to go, even if you like human the interaction. The Chipotle app, see, same I, thing. I, I don't even. I don't think I like. I don't know if I necessarily like human interaction, but when this this local pizza place, they did. I saw they had online ordering, and I was like, huh, that's interesting. But I would never do it because I'm quite particular. So I, I feel like I want to explain things. I want oh, yeah, them to know. They love customers like you. Hey, she seemed like she did. So <laughs> she was bored. I feel she like Cameron, that's got to be weird when you get the pizza delivered and you like you don't know them at all. There hasn't been any what? foreknowledge of. You're just what? like, hey, I do did you feel this that, all through the. Do you feel that way at restaurants like Chipotle and stuff? Like you want to stop and ask them about their day while, while they're giving you guac? Uh, not Chipotle because that is a well-oiled machine. They move that like a militaristic yeah, yeah. Like, pizza place. Is there nothing like that? They don't. They don't have an assembly line that where they put the toppings on, put it into an oven, where it's people, moving. People in the restaurant industry in Portland, like I truly, I, I love it here because everyone just loves the food that they're working with. They love their job. They do. They want to chat it up. But but Joy, what kind of pizza place are you ordering from? That the same person that you talk to on the phone makes your pizza to add the extra cheese, and then is also the one delivering the pizza. A struggling. A I didn't struggling. like. I didn't say, "Hey, are you the one that I talked to on the phone?" But just from the warmth that she had at the door, I was like, "I think this is her." <laughs> it felt like a blind online date or something. What? Hey hey, I Rick's here. I just wrapped up. You want to come in for a minute? <laughs> His hands are all warmed up. If you want a little massage. Hey, it's been a long day. It's, I know it's a little slow. You gave me a little extra cheese. I'll give you a little extra cheese. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You've been throwing a lot of dough up in the air. You probably got some knots in your shoulder. <laughs> I, yeah, I can only imagine. Speaking of knots, knots how's the garlic knot situation <laughs> when uh, it's slow? Would, it, would it kill you to throw in a couple? That's what I'm asking. I'm cutting to the chase here, friend. Throw in some free garlic knots or you're, I'm never ordering from you again. Yeah. You have a sad life. You're alone. Give me garlic knots. Okay, I can't believe we're at the end of slices. I've literally, like, I have it, like, in front of me. Like, since the beginning of the show, I've been wanting to talk about uh, something that we started the show with last week, about what happened um, uh, the day after we recorded last Monday uh, in in Ferguson, the news in Ferguson. I know it's, like, really weird to shoehorn in at the end of slices, but um, we're about to go off to Louis Giglio and, like, talk about Advent and stuff. And and this is something I don't want to lose the opportunity to address. It was an important thing that happened in our country. And, and obviously it's something that we were talking about on the website all week. And it's important to our generation to, to um, be aware of things that are, I don't know, just like we, the church need to be aware of, of our country and it's when it's hurting, especially. And uh, I just want to bring up, um, you know, the, the, the news that came out of Ferguson last week and kind of, it's been, you know, a week and a half since then. And a lot of the most, intense conversation on social media and the real hard back and forth. It's died down a lot, but it's something that almost now that the we're on the other side somewhat of the reaction that it's almost like, what do we take away from what we all went through? What do we take away? And we can't spend the next hour talking about it, which is the tension I feel, but it's like, I want to take away from our, from our on cast pastor Mm -hmm. of like, man, that was, 
crazy. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. It was intense. I don't know that we all, you know, put a good look out there as a country and as a society. And, and I just, yeah. what can we do to like stop this? Well, can you answer that in the next two minutes? <laughs> no, no, I don't know. I don't know. I, I will say though that I am almost glad we didn't have a go at this last week because yeah, it was so raw. Having a yeah, I have a draft of a tweet that I didn't send that night wow. that would have certainly uh, gotten me in trouble because I was just you're emotional and yeah. it's an emotional thing and yeah. it should be. I don't care where you land. I don't care if you're hardcore like. I think the police officer was right. I think the boy was right. Like it, wherever it is, this is emotional because this is lives and people and race. And this is not TV. This is actual life. And this has exposed a rift in our, uh, re-exposed a rift in our country that even, I mean, really, again, no matter where you fall on the spectrum, we are not done with this conversation and there's a lot of emotion around it. And so for me, I'm glad we had a week to think about it. But I, I will tell you, I have yet to begin to really process um, w- w- even my own full scope of feelings about this. But moreover, I think the only thing I have realized is that we can't not be talking about this. Right. I don't know if social media, I, we talked about this before on previous shows, I don't know if social media is the best outlet or not. I think sometimes it's helpful. I think sometimes it's vitriolic and mean. And I also don't know always if the pulpit is the best place to be having these conversations. But I do think the conversations need to be happening in the context of safe community, trusted community, and we can't not have the conversation. Like this can't be buried. You just- know what? You know what? It opened up my eyes too. And mm-hmm. and this is just, I the, I think one of the things that broke my heart the most over the last year, two years, where Trayvon happened, mm-hmm. and then even now what we saw happen in Cleveland this past week, and um, you know, is that I think I thought in my, you know. Florida white guy, mid thirties worldview. I thought I'm a hopeful, optimistic person. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, our generation is doing some things differently. And we're a post-denominational generation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, growing up, I mean, my dad, I mean, like, oh, well, he's evangelical and he's mainline. He's everybody was like branded mm-hmm. and their stream. And our generation came up and we all sing Hillsong songs and everybody loves Jesus. And it just doesn't seem like denominational labels even matter. Mm-hmm. Right. And I almost thought like we were almost like a pa- post-racism generation as well. Mm-hmm. Like, Okay, the racism of of 40 and 50 years ago, that just doesn't apply because, you know, we grew up with different role models, different a different way of engaging racial differences and stuff. And I thought, ah, you know, I think it's almost like socioeconomic. You know, yeah, that that rich white person is going to lock their door when the African-American boy walks by their car, but it's more because he's poor and they're rich because they wouldn't do that if Michael Jordan walked by. So I blinded myself to the idea that maybe it was almost like socioeconomic bigotry versus mm-hmm. racial bigotry. And what my eyes have been open to, and it breaks my heart because it's like the optimist and hopeful person to me, it's just seeing like seeing this thing crumble in our society is like mm. we are not a post racism society, and there is deep entrenched racism in our country. And I prayerful it just breaks my heart, and like I just it's one of those things that like it it, it hurts me when people are being held down. It hurts me when people are being harmed, and it's like oh. And to see what this illuminated about our country is what has been like just grabbed me. Right, and, and I and I think the the other part of this is like you were saying, Cameron. People need to that that maybe up to this point have not known some of the nuances of 
the issues surrounding race in, in America, the, particularly the ones that the, the, this Ferguson case has brought to light, to really understand the context of beyond just uh, this particular verdict and, and these particular particular demonstrations. We were privileged enough to, on the website, uh, talk with Lisa Sharon Harper, who's the uh, Senior Director of Mobilization at Sojourners. And uh, she's an author and uh, an incredibly articulate person. And uh, she was able to, to talk to us about some of the deeper context and why this really is she underscores a justice issue. No matter what you think about the, this particular verdict, there's something badly broken in this in in our society, and there are some deep, deep issues, and there there are reasons why there are segments of uh, our 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 community and our population that feel like they are subject to injustice. And I would encourage everyone, we, we ran a piece, if you're looking for the, this particular piece I'm referring to, why Ferguson must lead to change. And it talks about uh, the disproportionate uh, uh, you know, number of minorities that are in our prison system and, and misrepresentation in uh, you know, local municipal authorities and, and different things that this case really underscores if you take the time to learn about the issues. Yeah, and I, I think... At the end of the day, where my I'm a week out from this, and maybe a month out, and a year out, and it'll be in a different place. But I, just a a little podcast behind the scenes. I mean, we have already had a conversation about this that probably won't end up making it anywhere because it was just we get intense, and we're all friends and love and care about each other, and we're a week out, and it it's emotional, and it's people that are all white and all the same general socioeconomic, I mean, except for Chad, he's doing pretty well, but like <laughs> the same Clearly. socioeconomic state, right? And the five of us get lit up about this. And I think that that my prayer more than anything is that we don't miss this opportunity to have this conversation because we don't get these kind of opportunities all the time where the, the needle really, really can move on change and Absolutely on a social can. consciousness. So... I mean, that's what it illuminated to me is like, you know, we need as, as, you know, Christians, we need to, whether or not the specifics of any of these one isolated situations, what we think about the situation, we need to acknowledge that it illuminated that there are broken and hurting people out there and we can be instruments of healing and hope and peace. And we need to accept that challenge as, as believers. We need to try our best to get outside of ourselves and be, you know, reach out to others, especially people that we don't normally, you know, know their story, you know, and march on towards what keep doing Advent march on. Yeah. I was actually, this is is even though, even though Chad's probably mad at me for shoehorning this in at the end of a very silly slices, this actually, this actually leads up to our next segment incredibly well. With Louis Giglio DC in the Advent oh. season oh. that we are in, okay. you know, Advent is a time of healing and hope and expectation, and that is something that uh, we can be mindful about. So, with that, that slices, and uh, stay tuned. Up next, Louis Giglio. Christ by You're listening to Rin Collective. The song is Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Duh, I mean, you know it. I mean, 
I mean, it's like I don't want to tell you what the song is when we're doing traditional Christmas songs. What's the underlying uh, meaning of that song? Glory in the highest to God, mm-hmm. uh, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. That's right. the underlying. I got it. Agenda of that one. Elf on the show. But it means that everyone's going to ha- heaven, no matter what. No matter what. Saved by the Saved? bell. Saved? By the bell. <laughs> Saved? Our, uh, by our... the bell. <laughs> the answer is yes, by the way. Yeah. According to that show. <laughs> from my understanding of a passage from one of his books that may or may not have been taken out of context was not the full book in context. Please so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's saved. Please don't send us an email because we talked about Rob Bell. On the other end of the spectrum, uh, it's time for... Yes. <laughs> Our uh, interview segment this week is brought to you by Nature Box. You know what's good? Nature Box. Free snacks. Oh, well, I thought, yes. Free snacks. That's right. From Nature Box. Yeah. Our friends at Nature Box are giving you a chance to get some free snacks. Not only that, but they're, uh, these are better snacks than whatever you're getting at the vending machine. I can, I can tell you that. Snacking's great. I won't deny it. No, no one has ever questioned that. Yeah. NatureBox keeps it great with snacks that don't have artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners, and zero trans fat, which is very important to me. Now, is this something where you have to call NatureBox, or is there a way to order it on a computer? Do you have to download NatureBox or something on your computer? <laughs> if you get cranky because you're hungry, you know, instead of getting that, uh, that thing, you know, that ad campaign, you know, you're not yourself mm-hmm. if you're hungry. Nah, don't do that. Grab a peanut butter nom nom from NatureBox or, or those baked sweet potato fries or dry pears or dark cocoa almonds but hey it doesn't have to be uh, just for being the afternoon slump treat yourself to some of these smarter snacks anyway just go look around at naturebox.com and see what they've got oh interesting it's all nutritionist approved and the info is all there on the site and the box so just go to naturebox.com slash relevant and try naturebox for free you'll get a trial box of five snacks whether uh, it's for your home, your office, or stockpiling for when you're on the go or doing experiments for NASA, yes. get over to naturebox.com slash relevant and get started today. This would be a good Christmas gift for somebody, too. I feel oh, like yeah. somebody would be pumped up if they got, like, Absolutely. if you gave them, I said, oh, I got you a NatureBox for I have year. an really incoming supply of food of for snacks. you. snacks. Yeah. Yeah. You, because Christmas is over. It's March. We're not thinking about Christmas. It's a little slow. It's right after Thanksgiving. Right. It's after my birthday. We got the cheese piling up. But yeah. Nothing, yeah. That's what Shauna wants. She wanted oh, something right. that comes every month. That's yeah. right. You heard that here on the podcast. Good for you. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Did you yeah, read that in I the listened. report? I yeah. listened. Did you hear that on the Shauna Nequist hour or on the podcast? <laughs> the Shauna Nequist uh, report blog that she sends out. It's an alert every week. So she read it. <laughs> A passionate communicator and leader, Louis Giglio is the visionary architect and director of the Passion Movement, which includes the collegiate gatherings of Passion Conferences, uh, the Passion City Church in Atlanta, which you've been to. I haven't been to it yet. It's amazing. Yeah? The most intentional. I mean, from the moment you park, from the parking team to his sermon, every single thing about that is designed to make you think exactly about where we're going that night and what we're doing. Like, Like the lobby is stark and bare. There's a there's a like a bookstore kind of thing, but they only have a few books. Like that week I think it was all Christine Kane's new book, like which was kind of like what they were talking about that night. You don't have an option to buy 35 different there's that book. There's two I mean it was and I, I it's not just design and stark design, but the entire thing, every song, every moment is leading towards here's what we're going to talk about in scripture tonight. It's rad. Well, here's what he's going to talk about here on our show. Uh, he's ushering in the Advent season with his new devotional mm-hmm. uh, resource called Waiting Here for You, an Advent journey 
of hope. It has daily readings, uh, which have passages of scripture, meditation, words of encouragement, and prayer, encompassing the mindset of waiting during the Advent season, and will remind readers that waiting is not wasting when you're waiting on the Lord. I, I am, uh, like I, we've talked about in past years, I'm, I didn't grow up in the tradition that recognized Advent, which yeah. I know is bizarre to you. Yeah. But um, I've learned a lot over the last couple of years, and resources like this are a big reason why. So, so great. I'm excited. Uh, our very own Tyler Huckabee recently spoke to him. Here is Louis Giglio. Why did you decide to do a book on Advent, or what led up to this idea? Well, for me, I tell I grew up in a tradition where we really didn't observe Advent, celebrate the Advent season. I think I knew it existed, but for most of my life, it really wasn't on the radar of my faith journey. And just kind of actually later in life, I got more in touch with what Advent is all about. And Advent is, you know, as you know, a season of expectation beginning four Sundays out from Christmas and just helping us prepare our hearts to really celebrate and remember the faithfulness of God. And so once we planted Passion City Church five years ago, I really wanted our church to be able to dodge as much as possible the crush and the rush of the Christmas season. And so we started celebrating as a people the weeks of Advent. And we began writing a little daily email to all the people in our church, just with scripture and some encouragement and a little point of worship and prayer. And our church loved it. And as a people, we absolutely loved that journey together. So we did it again the next year and the next year. And it sort of evolved and morphed into a really substantial resource for our church. And that's where Waiting Here For You came from last year. Uh, we did a little beta test of the book only for the people in our a community at Passion City Church, and the response has been really, really amazing for all of us. It's been an incredible opportunity, so uh, by God's grace, we were able to make that available to more people this year, and that's the story of kind of why Advent's become central for my life, and I know that, you know, in church world, Christmas season is not is not a, a, a downtime. <laughs> it's a really <laughs> busy time. And for the normal person, Christmas has turned into something which I, I'm not really sure. I think if you took a poll, it'd be 50-50 of people who really are looking forward to it and people who are really dreading it. But this resource is, uh, I think, for the people who are finding some headwind going into Christmas. And maybe life hasn't turned out the way they hoped it would or the way they thought it would. They're dealing with a diagnosis or disease or sickness or divorce has come into the picture, financial pressure, anxiety, depression, and uh, this book, Waiting Here For You, is an encouragement to, to that person in between the pain and the promise of God that He's with them. And we're not just waiting on God for things, but we're waiting with God for things. And that makes all the difference in the world. When we, as a as the American church anyway, sort of put Advent on the back burner, what do you think we lost in that? Or, or what do you think is, is sacrifice when we stop observing Advent? And what do you think is gained by bringing it back into the picture? Well, I think the problem with the American church is that we are prey to the opportunism of the culture around us. And we are living, obviously, in an opportunistic culture. And so the calendar starts merging into sales peaks and 
Um, so we have now Black Friday. It completely engulfs Thanksgiving. Um, all you see and hear, every impression that you're bombarded with for the two weeks leading up to Thanksgiving and all the days that you're with your family, which you rarely get to see, just being thankful for life, all of that now has been drowned out by the Black Friday sales. And that's just, that's not, um, you know, God-driven. That's driven by the opportunism of the age. And I'm not saying it's, it's bad necessarily. I'm just saying if you don't take a more uh, aggressive and offensive stance, you're going to be swallowed up by the deluge of what the culture is purporting. And so that's a big peak now, Black Friday. And then we've got the shopping going into Christmas as a, as a whole economy driver now. I'm not talking about families buying gifts. I'm talking about Wall Street, um, Forbes. You go onto any financial website, all you're hearing right now is what are the predictions for the spending of this year's holiday season? And what's the retail sales number going to end up being? And that's a driver of the value of bonds and the direction of the market. And so we're living in a culture that's all about opportunism and it, it, it ends up steamrolling the calendar, and all of a sudden, Thanksgiving and Christmas become a blur of craziness. And at the end of the day, we're like finally left, barely standing, holding a candle at church on Christmas Eve, going, oh yeah, it really was all about the silent night, the holy night. It was about the night when Christ was born. That's really the message here, and that's the message I need right now. And so when we recover Advent, we... we tune out, or maybe don't tune out because that's not realistic, but we turn down the volume on the culture, and we turn up the volume of the Spirit of God, and we let that voice guide us, and we let that voice remind us day by day that this season is not about all the stuff. This season is about a promise that what God says, God will do. Even if he says, I'm going to send a Savior, and it takes 700 years for that promise to come true, God is going to do what God has promised that he is going to do, and he's going to do that for every single one of us that's put our hope in him. Do you have any advice for people uh, probably almost all of us who we, we see the danger uh, of succumbing to materialism and the rush and busyness of the season, but we want to celebrate and we want to buy gifts. And we want to partake in, in the celebration, however cultural that might be. Is there a good way or have you found a good way to work that balance in that mix of both expectation and just the delight and urgency of the season? Well, in the waiting here for you, every there's four sections, obviously, for the four weeks that are leading up to Christmas from when Advent season begins. And in each one of those weeks, there's a day, even in the Advent journey, where there isn't an Advent journey. <laughs> it's kind of like a message inside of a message. And the message on each of those days is simply stop and remember that it is better to give than to receive. That Jesus said, it's better to give than receive. And so even in the Advent journey, we're trying to recover the simplicity of what life is all about. And so people say, it's really not about giving gifts and blah, blah, blah. Well, it really is about giving gifts because life's about giving. Um, we're beneficiaries of so much of the richness of God in our lives. Um, it's 
now are privileged to be able to be the exporters of what God has given to us into the world. And so I think Christmas is a great season to give, but it's about giving out of what God has given us. And we realize that material gifts are a tangible way of telling people that we love them, appreciate them, and giving the right gift. I think everybody knows this to someone can really, in a way, value them almost as much as anything else because you go, okay, you didn't just buy what was on sale, you didn't just buy whatever was at checkout. You actually thought about it, you thought about me, you took the extra step, and now this gift has enormous significance to me. And even that is a picture of Jesus, I think, in the world. And so the gift giving is great, but when we get to the point of losing sight of what Christ has given us, and our ability to reflect that to the people around us, then we're going to completely lose the meaning of Christmas altogether. What do you say to somebody who's maybe a little bit cynical, maybe a little burned out, and just is not looking forward to, to Christmas anymore, just doesn't see the point in even trying to? to redeem the season from what it's become? Well, I, I say that that's fair. You know, that's an absolutely fair place to be, number one. And if God is real, and I believe that He is, then God can redeem anything. And um, if we're trusting God to redeem our neighbor and our coworker, and maybe some of those people are hoping God will in some way redeem them, then we've got to believe they can redeem a season. And we can't change the culture. And I don't even think that's our job or role. I don't think our role is to redo America, to get the Xmas out and to get the Christmas in, to get a nativity in every city square. But for the church, we are God's people. And God's people have to live at a different speed and rhythm than the people of the world. And so I would say if you feel cynical and burned out, well, then let let the burnout happen because burnout at the end of the day leaves nothing of us and it's that place I believe that God can start again and so God isn't afraid of burnout so if someone says I'm, I think I'm burned out on Christmas I go okay great then pray this prayer God I'm done with Christmas can you birth Christmas again in my heart because uh, I can't I'm tired I'm done I'm finished I don't even want to give it a shot again and I think that's where grace always is at its best is when we are at the finish line of all of our hopes and expectations, instead of say to God, I'm done, I'm checking out on Christmas, I'm not even going to try the Advent journey, um, that's great. I would tell God that, and then I would pray that last little prayer. So that's me, but what about you, God? Can you rekindle in my heart the real wonder that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, for crying out loud, cried the cry that broke 400 years silence between the promise of God in Malachi and the first words of Matthew, can you rekindle that wonder, that, that sense of mystery, that miracle? Can you rekindle that in my heart? Because I need that. i got to live with that kind of hope and expectation. And I believe that's where God loves to step in and do what only God can do. That was Louis Giglio. You can find out more at passionresources.com. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. 
to Citizen Shade. The song is O Come O Come Emmanuel. Again, why am I having to say these? So good. You know what it is. It's awesome. It's on the new Relevant Christmas album. That song is my favorite song on the album. It's it's unbelievable. Unbelievably haunting. And there's no disrespect to our friend Ryan sleeping at last because he did an amazing rendition of the same song to close it. Mm -hmm. He bookended the album with Mm -hmm. O Come Emmanuel. And no disrespect to me who can play that song on guitar. And me who now can because I have the sheet music. Nailed it. But, but uh, this one's good. Man, Citizen Shade killed it. Anyway. All right. It's time for your feedback. Last week, we asked you uh, what you what you would send uh, to space. There's a thing in Slices we were talking about where you can pay an, um, an amount of money to put something in a time capsule or you know, Word or something. Um, what would you do? What would you pay money to send into space? You guys went over to our... Uh, Twitter, hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. You guys posted on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Here are a few of our favorites. I know this is going to be a little painful for all of you guys, uh, but Josh Schneider said if it's a one-way trip, he would send Nicolas Cage. Oh, wow. Too soon. Too soon. Incredibly rude. Maybe he's thinking of it as giving universe Earth's greatest treasure. (laughs) (laughs) Great point. Like it's a donation to the like. Like don't swallow us in a black hole. Look what we're giving you. It's It's the it's the elf on the shelf demand for for peace. Hey, there's more where this came from. Aliens. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Aliens. If you destroy us, look what you're missing out on. Yeah, that's good. All right, positive spin. That's Jesse's gift is to put a positive (laughs) twist. Uh, Matt Van Epp said that uh, he would send the book Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus just because. I like to think it's just because it'll confuse the alien should they encounter the book. (laughs) I like it. This one's just messed up. Nathan Meese says, I would send my neighbor's dog to space. Maybe then I could get a good night's sleep. Oh. Nathan Meese's neighbor's not listening. Oh. Andy, is it Gee or G? I'm sorry, but G. Andy said, I heard that U2's Songs of Innocence album has already sent itself to space. <laughs> well, nice joke, Andy. Nice joke. It's good that Nick Cage will have some good music to listen to while he's up there. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cage gets it. He's like, oh, sweet. I'm so bored up here. So, you know, yeah. this isn't very good. <laughs> good thing I've got the <laughs> Danger Mouse produced this one. I just don't hear it. Good thing he I've, sends it back to Earth. Good thing I've got this dog to play with. Yeah, <laughs> thankfully I got this. Dog Nick Cage is up there in the little well, box with an elf on a shelf, a YouTube <laughs> YouTube album, yeah. a, a, an annoying dog, and a book about gender roles. JJ Carlson said uh, he'd put a pack of a Surge and some <laughs> Three Wolf Moon T-shirts. Yeah, I'm reading that. <laughs> that, that way when the people who, who find it use it they'll experience the greatest piece of attire and the tastiest beverage ever I sent it using Amazon Prime so everything would sure to be get to space fast alright well if you want to chime in uh, read, read the rest of it and even add some of your own you can uh, do that at the podcast episode page 
Okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, as you know, uh, next week, the entire podcast crew uh, from far and wide will gather here in sunny central Florida Mm -hmm. to celebrate the festive wintry season of Christmas. Joy, I'm assuming you're 6'4", Joy. Are you 6'4"? 6'3", hmm. actually, yeah. yeah shorter Close. than I thought you were. Yeah, Rick, yeah. Rick is crazy. 7'2". Rick is <laughs> Rick, awesome. Yeah, he's an Adonis of a man. Hands of an angel. <laughs> yeah. You would think he would, his power would overtake... Mm-mm, no. Mm-mm, gentle. Feathery touch. <laughs> <laughs> what did, hey, hey, what's in this drink? Hey, it's cold outside. Hey. <laughs> I really Why are you don't. Shorts? What will the neighbors think? Hey, baby, hey, it's cold outside. We really don't care. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it's cold. Um, so we want to know what are your suggestions for what we should do. The podcast crew should do once we're together. It's the only time all year we're all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we will we will video and photo things. Uh, so give us your suggestions of things that we should accomplish in our brief time together in Central Florida next week. You can uh, chime in on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can post on the comments on uh, the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Many thanks to <laughs> Louis Giglio. Um, He's going to love that. Yeah, he, uh, he will never talk to us again. I'm sorry, Louis. We uh, show on TV. We got, our show one, on TV. we got our one in. He's, he's, he has an amazing new book on Advent out now called uh, Waiting Here for You, An Advent Journey of Hope. Uh, you can get it everywhere books are sold. On that note, we will wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Chad Michael Snavely. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Joy Egridge. We will see you next week. for listening to The Relevant Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and get bonus material from this episode at the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check out the magazine. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes app store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. Oh, Lion, here he comes.